This is MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. And also brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. The following is a presentation of MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. In about any NASCAR Winston Cup Series race, Rusty Wallace and the Penske South team will be listed as one of the contenders to win, a role they've lived up to in 1996 with five victories in 23 starts. But when it comes to the Miller 400, the annual night race at Richmond International Raceway, Wallace goes from contender to outright favorite. Wallace has worked his nighttime magic at Richmond three of the last four years, capping the evening with a late-night celebration in Victory Lane. What about it, Rusty? Are you the man to beat tonight? I don't know. I, I don't like getting involved in all that type of stuff because just about the time I think I'm the favorite to win, you know, I get confident and I get my doors blowed off. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm sure it's going to be a tough race tonight. Wallace starts 10th as he bids to continue his nighttime domination of the Richmond International Raceway. From Virginia's capital city, the 24th race of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, the Miller 400, next. MRN Radio presents NASCAR Today. Sponsored by Goody's Headache Powders and Pain Relief Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. The Richmond International Raceway is jammed full of NASCAR racing fans ready to see if Rusty Wallace can work his Miller 400 magic again as NASCAR's Winston Cup Series teams go racing under the lights for the final time this season. Good evening. Welcome to Motor Racing Network's live coverage of the Miller 400. I'm Alan Bestwick alongside MRN anchorman Barney Hall. Barney, Rusty Wallace will be the favorite tonight, but... Being the favorite in a NASCAR Winston Cup race doesn't help you much once the green flag waves. No, you still got to get out there and get the job done. And just like he told you in the interview there, when you're talking to him, he doesn't, a lot of times it bothers a guy to be rated as a favorite, although he certainly has to be simply from past history here at this racetrack. There's always something just a little bit special when we come here to Richmond and run under the lights. The crowd is a little bit more enthusiastic. Even the drivers get caught up in it. And as it gets dark and darkness settles in on the speedway and the lights get even brighter once the race gets underway, I don't know, we just kind of get into it too. Yeah, And it's a great show here at uh, Richmond. I'm looking forward to it tonight. The atmosphere containing just a little more electricity, if you'll pardon the pun. And uh, when we turn the lights on here, and it certainly is exciting, this racetrack provides good, exciting racing, too. This is one of those racetracks whose design and layout just makes for good racing. Three quarters of a mile, and the guys can run three wide here. On occasion, you may even see them try four. And sometimes they pull it off, sometimes they don't. It's a, it's a, In a sense, it's an easy racetrack to get around if you're running very low on the racetrack and have a good groove and you have that inside groove if you get too wide you can race too wide as we said when you get more than three wide or three wide plus sometimes the sparks will fly we're going to see that tonight it will be a great race tonight the miller 400 under the lights at the richmond international raceway drivers being introduced now to the 91,000 plus gathered here for the event we'll go trackside and hear from some of the front runners in tonight's race in a moment Tonight's broadcast of the Miller 400 coming your way on one of 384 radio stations in 37 states. A new record for our coverage of this event from Richmond. Want to say hello to those of you listening in Binghamton, New York on WCDW-FM joining Motor Racing Network for the very first time tonight. From the Richmond International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. 
Back at Richmond International Raceway, getting set for the start of tonight's Miller 400. Why don't we go trackside now and hear from some of the drivers who will be in the leading roles throughout the race we expect. Mark Martin starting on the bush pole tonight with $83,600 in Unical Challenge money available to him if he can go to victory lane, get his first win of the 1996 season. That is the Unical Challenge pot for the evening. Certainly Mark's past record in the recent events would lead us to believe he has a strong chance to win tonight. Third, fourth, third, second, third, and third in the last six events. Jim Phillips of Newport, Tennessee is with tonight's Bush Pole Sitter. Well, he's certainly been the best for the last six races, and he's been the best for one lap here at uh, Richmond this evening. 122.744. And, Mark, you said that lap surprised you. Yeah, it did. Uh, we weren't running that great in, uh, you know, in practice, I didn't think. And uh, kind of just got a lucky lap, I guess. I got uh, It was perfect. And uh, it was a nice surprise. I, I feel the same way about the race. You know, we're not really running that, that good. And uh, sure would be neat to win and get, get a surprise, you know. Well, this racetrack always, in years past, has that long green session. But have you even had a chance to even run a long green session? Well, that's the yes, I did. I ran 51 laps in one segment during practice, and if there, if I have a strong suit at all, that will have to be it. It certainly won't be on the short short runs. That's his fourth Bush Pole of the Year. Mark Martin, 122.744. He'll be one of the favorites this evening also. Jeff Gordon starts outside on the front row. This has been a good track for Gordon. In seven races here, he has a win and six top ten finishes. His win came when we were here in the spring race a little earlier. And he's still one of the most consistent drivers week after week. He's fresh off his win at Darlington last week. Let's get his thoughts. He's with Winston Kelly. Well, he is with me, Barney, but uh, he's just preparing to be introduced to the giant crowd here at the Richmond International Raceway. So we'll get a comment from Jeff Gordon immediately after he's introduced. He's starting second. Jeff Burton now starting third, walking across the stage. Jeff Gordon winning the Mountain Dew Southern 500 last weekend at Darlington. And for that, he was uh, awarded the True Value Man of the Race honor. $1,000 going to Jeff, plus... $1,000 going to Jeff Gordon's designated charity as the true value man of the race from the Mountain Dew Southern 500. And now Gordon has uh, spirited his way across the pre-race stage, having been introduced to the crowd. And as he uh, crosses the uh, pit lane and begins to head down towards his DuPont Chevrolet, why don't we go back to Winston Kelly? And a horde of fans trying to get some autographs from Jeff Gordon. I tell you, folks, just don't get close to him as often as they'd like. Jeff and we were standing here talking last week. You were starting second at Darlington trying to make a three-peat. Now we're talking about two in a row here at Richmond. How about your chances to do that? Well, I think that... Uh you know, our chances at Darlington were pretty tough, and uh, chances here tonight are pretty tough. Uh, you know, this place does change a little bit from, from day to night, and we were pretty fortunate at the end of uh, the race here the last time we got in position. If we can get position when we need to get in position tonight, uh, you know, I think we can do it. But the main thing is to be there at the end. You know, we've had too many of these first uh, to 40th, and uh, we don't need that again tonight. Well, his season turned around here last year, earlier in the year, as he went home victorious in the spring race. This is the seventh time he started on the outside pole in Winston Cup competition. Rolls off second again tonight. Driver starting third tonight is Jeff Burton in the Exide Batteries Ford. Great qualifying run for Jeff this afternoon. And if uh, ever a driver had confidence that this was a speedway where he could get his first NASCAR Winston Cup Series win, that confidence would be in Jeff Burton tonight. One of his best career finishes came in this event earlier this season at this racetrack. Burton now with Mike Bagley of Milford, Delaware. And Ward Bur uh, Jeff Burton, I should say, just walking out from the Unical building. And, Jeff, your best finish of the season came here in March. You finished fourth. How do you like your chances tonight? Well, I tell you, we uh, we feel good about our chances tonight. We've worked real hard on the XI Thunderbird, and I don't know. It's uh, it's going to be kind of a tough race tonight. It looks like that 
the tires give up pretty quick. Uh, no fault of Goodyear, it's just the track's real abrasive. It's been here for a while, and it's pretty abrasive now. So if somebody gets hooked up and can, can get off that corner like we did in the spring, they can put a hurting on you. I don't think we're as good as we were in the spring, but we're not too far off. So uh, I don't know. If we, can, if we could get close to where we were in the spring, we'd have a chance to win this thing. Your other two me, uh, teammates in uh, Mark Martin and Ted Musgrave are starting in the top ten. Have you three gotten together and swapped advice or plotted strategy? Well, <laughs> us three people together cause a lot of trouble. So we've uh, <laughs> we've worked pretty hard to, together today, and, and really in the last few weeks we've really worked hard together and shared a lot of information. I think it's going to start to pay off for all of us. But um, I'm pulling for all of those guys, and I'm pulling for my brother. i got four people out there I'm pulling for tonight, me, my, my teammates, and my brother. So it's going to be a good night for me, I hope. That's Jeff Burton. He'll start from the third position in just a few minutes. And his brother Ward will start from the fifth position tonight. Good qualifying evening for the Burton boys. Coming back with more as our pre-race countdown continues toward the start of the Miller 400. This is the 72nd NASCAR Winston Cup Series race here at the Richmond International Raceway, previously known as Richmond Fairgrounds Raceway, going all the way back to the days when it was a dirt track. But it is the 17th event since the track was reshaped to its current three-quarter mile configuration. There are 10 former winners here at Richmond in tonight's field. From the Richmond International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Back at Richmond International Raceway, almost set to go in the Miller 400 tonight, the 24th event of the 1996 NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Dale Jarrett in the thick of things as far as racing for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series championship is concerned, comes into tonight's event third in the championship standings, trying to chase down Terry Labonte and Jeff Gordon in front of him. Jarrett, 91 points out of the lead, finished second here at Richmond to Gordon in the event run earlier this season, and in his last eight races has six top five finishes. Jarrett goes to the green flag eighth tonight. He's with Jim Phillips. Well, let's see what he thinks about his chances. Second here earlier this year and uh, really propelled you into the positions you are, first and the second. How about tonight's race? Can you pull it off? Well, yeah, certainly we've got a good race car here. Todd and the guys have done a terrific job. Uh, be a matter of getting in the right position late in the race. Obviously, Rusty, uh, Jeff, and, and Mark, those guys are going to be tough to beat, but uh, I feel like that, that we've got a shot at them and uh, we can just stay out of trouble early here and adjust on this thing like we've been able to do all year, I think we've got a good shot. When you and Todd talk about this racetrack, what do you talk about the most? Well, I think the biggest thing is is not getting into the corner too hard. He talks to me on the radio constantly about that. You can, it's easy to overdrive into the corners, and then you make the car do something that it's really not doing, and you start adjusting, and you're not adjusting for the right thing. So uh, just being patient, staying off of those brakes, and uh, not abusing the car. Just 91 points out of the lead. That's Dale Jarrett rolling off eight. And he needs a good finish. Rusty Wallace certainly is a favorite, as we talked about a little bit earlier, and this has been one of his best tracks over the years. He's won five times here at Richmond, and many times he has put the crowd on their feet. Some of the best racing we have seen here at Richmond when he and Earnhardt got side-by-side side in the last few races here and had folks standing for 10 and 15 laps at a time. Let's get his thoughts right now. And he's just now preparing to get buckled in, getting some assistance from some of the crew, and Rusty told us in the opening of the show he didn't know if he wanted to, to accept the responsibility of being the favorite but got to be one of the favorites, Rusty. How about the last practice session? Is the car one of the strongest, if not the strongest tonight? Well, I really feel so. It was really good in practice. I've been real happy with it. The motor's running great. car's handling good. They've really prepared it good, I think. The brakes are looking great. I can't find nothing wrong. It looks good. So, Iteration's one of my favorite tracks. I'm excited about it. And it does look good on the outside. A new color scheme, silver midway through to the two on the car, and black the rest of the way back. Rusty Rollis rolls off 10th. 
winner of three of the last four runnings of the Miller 400. Bobby Hamilton starts tonight's race in the 12th position, looking to turn things around for the STP team. A dismal summer with only one top 10 finish in their last 10 races. This a track where he ran well in the spring. Is tonight the beginning of the turnaround? Let's find out with Mike Bagley. And let's ask him that exact question, Bobby. You and the team only have one top five finish so far this season. Can you turn the corner tonight? Well, we hope so. They've uh, guys built a brand new car for here. We always run real good here. I think uh, every race I've run for them here, we've had top ten finishes and a couple top fives. So, you know, you don't have top fives and you don't have top tens. We got so many sixes and sevenths and elevenths and twelfths and stuff like that. We've just been knocking on the door. So, we would like to do better in fifth. We'd like to get in the top two or three tonight. We're going to try. That's Bobby Hamilton. His STP Pontiac will roll from the twelfth starting position. 40 cars in the field tonight. A look at the starting lineup next. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments. Experience realistic racing simulators and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Tonight, the Miller 400. Sponsored by Western Auto, the only official auto parts store in the history of NASCAR. Western Auto and Western Auto's Parts America by Unical 76 for quality gasoline keep your eye on the ball by Raybestos Brakes the official brake of NASCAR by STP celebrating 25 years with Richard Petty a partnership in racing and high performance STP drive a better car by Pontiac the official pace car of NASCAR 25 years running Pontiac, we are driving excitement by Gatorade Thirst Quencher, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. Hey, life's a sport, drink it up by Smooth Bush Beer and Easy Drinkin' Bush Life. Bush, the official beer of NASCAR by Kmart for the biggest names in hunting equipment like Remington, Winchester, Mossberg, and Bushnell. It's Kmart, America's Outfitters, where everything we do is built around you. And by Ford Trucks and your local Ford dealer. Have you driven a Ford truck lately? 
The field of 40 starters in tonight's Miller 400 is on the Richmond International Raceway. They're just completing the first of three pace laps they'll make around the three-quarter mile oval before they turn them loose for 400 laps of racing 300 miles in the Miller 400. Motor Racing Network here to bring it to you live. Glad you've joined us tonight. As always in one of the night races, the spectacle of the flashbulbs bursting from the jam-packed grandstands. A very impressive sight as the field works behind the pace car. Yeah, you see all those flashbulbs going off all the way around this racetrack. Can't believe what the Sawyers have done here in recent years with this new three-quarter mile track they came up with in about 1988. The fans pouring in here, they plan to have well over 100,000 seats before too much longer, and they'll sell them out, I think, real quick, the kind of racing we see here. Field coming off turn number four now to get the signal one more lap, and we will go racing. This three-quarter mile track shaped like a D, the front stretch, the part that's the boat outside of the D. The field will work their way down across the start-finish line, enter the 14-degree banking of turn number one, and there they'll come into view of the sixth member of our broadcast crew. We bring in now on the back stretch Joe Moore from Hampton, Virginia. Thank you, Alan. You mentioned the D coming off turn four. If a driver remembers that when he comes off turn two, he'll be in a lot of trouble because the racetrack does not bow out here on the back straightaway. You can run up into the outside retaining wall very quickly if someone gets up underneath you and tries to make the pass. It is the long, straightest portion of this racetrack here on the back straightaway. And if you are unfortunate enough to be on the outside lane and someone gets the spot underneath, then sometimes you're going to have to come out of the throttle and therefore lose a position. See a lot of great racing going on down this back straightaway. But then they'll scramble on once again as they enter turn number three. We'll follow all of this this evening on a beautiful night. You'd never know there was a hurricane here yesterday. It's perfect for racing here in Richmond. Field was set to get the start when they came by this time, but it has been waved off because they have spotted a piece of debris that apparently has come out of the grandstand and landed on the inside of the back straightaway, so they've sent the cleanup truck out to get that. And uh, now that he has scooped up that debris, the field getting the signal one more lap, and we go racing again. Bobby Labonte starting in the fourth spot tonight, racing for charity in the Wicks Charity Challenge from the folks at Wicks Filters. One dollar to the United Way for every lap Bobby completes during the 1996 NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Thus far, he has raised over $5,129 through the end of the Darlington race last Sunday. We'll give you the updated total at the end of tonight's race. Now the field forming up behind the black Pontiac Firebird Trans Am pace car and Again, the start is going to be waved off one more time, and they'll get the one-to-go signal when they come back around again. So uh, another check of the racetrack being made before we turn them loose. Well, uh, you can't have anything on the racetrack. Anytime they spot anything out there, they're going to clean it up before they put them under green. Field working off turn number four. Of the restarts and starts here at Richmond are very exciting. Usually if you're caught in that outside line, particularly when we first go green, you have to get down in single file in a hurry going into those corners. If you get hung out on the high side, a lot of times you can lose two spots, four spots. In some cases, if they tighten it up on you, don't let you in there at all, you can lose a dozen spots or more. We've seen that happen. Yeah, the interesting thing also is that the outside line, while not being the preferred line off of turn number four, sometimes is the better line off of turn number two being the tighter corner. So we've seen guys get hung racing side by side for 20, 30 laps at a time because one car liked the outside better off of two and the other car liked the inside better off of four and nobody was that clearly stronger than the other driver. So expect lots of good racing tonight and now we are set to get the Miller 400 underway. The field of 40 now in formation in the middle of turns three and four. Terry Labonte, the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship leader starting 24th tonight. 
Last time he started 24th in a race here at Richmond, he won. That was in spring of 1995. And now as the field comes down to the start-finish line, here's the start of the Miller 400. Green flag goes in the air, and on the break, Mark Martin is gone like a jackrabbit. In turn number one, he gets out single file all by himself. Jeff Gordon will tuck in single file. The third-place car also is riding single file as they go off turn two. First race will be for the fourth position coming off turn number two. It is Bobby Labonte swinging to the outside, racing there with Ward Burton. Bobby beats him into the corner. He'll pick off that spot. Now Burton faces the challenge from Joe Nemechek. Nemechek up on the outside. He slides back behind Ward Burton and finds Bill Elliott to his inside. And quickly now a challenge for the lead. Jeff Gordon to the inside of Mark Martin. He'll take the lead away in one. Gordon drives down to the inside to pick off the top spot. Coming off turn number two, he's the leader. Single file right behind him now. You've got the car of Jeff Burton next in line. Then Martin, Bobby Labonte rides along in fourth. And Ward Burton going after him. Some of the hardest racing had been going on back at eighth position. Kenny Schrader just grabbed that away. He made him three wide going off into turn number one. He's down to the inside again, trying to pick up a spot as they get over to turn two. Schrader's got the lane you want going into turn one, down on the inside. It's going to pay off for him coming up off the corner as Bill Elliott struggles on the outside lane. A drag race for the seventh spot, coming back to turn number three. Elliott up high. Ken Schrader down low. This is the third side-by-side race behind the cars in front of them, all strung out, single file. It is Jeff Gordon leading Jeff Burton, Mark Martin, Bobby Labonte, Ward Burton, and Joe Nemechek. Then that race for seventh. Once again, Ken Schrader works the inside groove as Bill Elliott now goes to the outside. Now it's a three-way battle. Joe Nemechek comes into play. They're nearly three wide here on the back straightaway. Schrader gets by Elliott. Now he's working on Nemechek. And Rusty Wallace doing a little work on his own back there at 10th place. He's been dueling with Ted Musgrave. Bobby Hamilton's trying to follow him up through the field. That's where the hard racing is going on right now as they work back off turn two. Musgrave's running about as good as anybody is on the outside groove, and it keeps his spot for him as he comes off turn number two. Closer to the front. Here now, Ken Schrader dives to the inside of Joe Nemechek. This is the race for the sixth spot off turn four. Schrader down to the bottom off turn number four. will edge out in front of Nemechek and grab that spot. Schrader in sixth. Nemechek seventh. Bill Elliott is eighth. Dale Jarrett running ninth. Now Rusty Wallace in tenth. Right behind him, Bobby Hamilton on the move. He's got his Pontiac planted down on the inside groove. We're talking about how well Ted Musgrave was hanging in there. Well, not now. He's fallen back behind Bobby Hamilton as they race back to turn three. This field beginning to string out now. Jeff Gordon with a big breakaway over Jeff Burton, the second place car. He has pulled away by some 15 car lengths. In fact, they're single file all the way back through about 12th or 15th position. First notice of a challenge, maybe, for the 10th position. Rusty Wallace has his spot. Bobby Hamilton trying to get his car down to the inside groove to challenge there. Halfway down the back straightaway. Those cars, too, will fall back in line, single file. At the fourth position, Bobby Labonte there is seeing Ward Burton look to his inside quickly off turn number four. Ward will fall back in line into the fifth spot. Now Bobby Hamilton again trying to get 10th away from Rusty Wallace in one. Drove it a turn one on the inside groove, but Rusty Wallace drove in a little bit deeper. He held Bobby Hamilton off for the time being. Now closer to the front for the fifth spot. Here's Ward Burton. He's going after Bobby Labonte. Ward Burton down to the inside of the racetrack. Makes the move coming off turn number four. And he will move up into the number four position. Right now they're heading back into turn number one. Still chasing Jeff Gordon who has the big lead of about 15 car lengths. Here's a race shaping up back in the 11th position. Ernie Irvin there going after Ted Musgrave. Musgrave trying to muster the power to get by. Bobby Hamilton. Neither one can make the move. But here at the end of the back straightaway. Irvin does dive to the inside. He's up alongside Musgrave. 
Grace Ford. Urban started 16th now, trying to break himself into the top dozen cars as he works to the bottom of Ted Musgrave. Farther ahead, here's Ken Schrader after Bobby Labonte for the fifth position in turn one. Schrader hooked up on the inside lane. He'll flash by Bobby Labonte and grab that fifth spot here, racing down the back straightaway. Labonte takes the spot just behind him. He'll immediately see another challenge, this time from Joe Nemechek. Joe Nemechek's got a good handling car in the early going as he is getting well through the corners. Right now, we're watching Ken Schrader, who may have the fastest car in the field. Schrader's knocking him off one by one. He started in 11th position. He's already up to fifth as he heads to turn three. Schrader holding up a pack of traffic behind him. I shouldn't say holding up, actually leading that pack of traffic, which includes Bobby Labonte, Joe Nemechek, Bill Elliott, and Dale Jarrett. They're all nose to tail off turn four. Dale Jarrett running right now back in the ninth position. Rusty Wallace behind him in 10th. Bobby Hamilton is 11th. Ernie Irvin is 12th. Derek Cope trying to get around Ted Musgrave. Cope to Musgrave's inside, racing for 13th. That is the first side-by-side race this time as they flash up off turn two and hit this back straight away. Cope is strong on the inside groove, gets a nose out in front, but here's Musgrave battling up alongside him once again in turn three. It's been a good racetrack for Ted Musgrave over the years. He's had a couple of pole positions here, and he's raced extremely strong. He'd like to get another good finish here tonight. Twelve laps go up on the scoreboard in the Miller 400 as the leader works up to turn three. Jeff Gordon continues stretching out his lead here on the back straightaway, just leaving everybody else in the dust. Jeff Burton hangs on to the second spot. Mark Martin now starting to tighten up on him. And in the move is Terry Labonte. He's picked up six positions already in the first 13 laps of the race. Started back in the 24th spot, now running 18th as the field completes 13 of 400 trips around the Richmond International Raceway. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. It's O'Rewards Member Appreciation Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts, where you can earn bonus points on more than 250 offers. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store today or browse through our offers at O'ReillyAuto.com, where you can earn double points shopping online. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Back at Richmond International Raceway in the early going of tonight's Miller 400. The front four being Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, Jeff Burton, and Ward Burton have broken away from the rest of the field a good bit now. Ken Schrader and Bobby Labonte running fifth and sixth, also off by themselves. But from seventh on back, that is quite a hot little contest at this point in time. Joni Macek, Bill Elliott, Dale Jarrett, Rusty Wallace, and Ernie Irvin all bunched together there, scrambling for a spot in turn one. Great battle going on there. A couple of them, as a matter of fact, for the last few laps. This time, single file from seventh on back to about the ninth spot. Further back, you've got Ernie Irvin taking a lower groove, trying to sneak down on the inside of Rusty Wallace. They'll fall back in formation, single file, but off turn four, it's Elliott on the move. Bill Elliott gets a good move coming out of turn number four, tried to get underneath Joe Nemechek, and he had position for just a moment, but Joe out-muscles him down in his turn number one and holds him off. That's the best battle on the racetrack. 
Once again, working up off turn number two down the back straight away. Elliott trying to find some racing room down to the inside groove. He'll fall back in line following the tire tracks of Joe Nemechek with Dale Jarrett right up on his bumper. Dale Jarrett had been down at the inside of Bill Elliott for a couple of laps, but wasn't able to get the good run up off the corner that he needed to be better than Elliott. So rather than run there side by side for lap after lap, like we discussed earlier, fell back in line, also protected his spot from Rusty Wallace, who's right behind him. Here they come single file from seventh on back again. You got Nemechek there, Bill Elliott behind him in eighth, ninth now in contest as Rusty Wallace is going after Dale Jarrett. You thought Rusty was really going to set sail in the first few laps there. He was trying to get around him one by one as he caught him on the racetrack and all of a sudden now he's having trouble just staying in that pack of traffic as he works back into turn number one. And Jim Phillips, a lot of this that we're watching out there right now, the guys didn't get all that much practice. The whole day rained out yesterday. They only got a couple of hours of practice today and then they qualified. So a lot of these guys, plus they're running in the daytime when the track was red hot out there, so to speak. It's cooled down tonight. Going to be a lot of adjusting going on throughout the evening, I guess. I think that's the key, Barney. They practiced all this time. It was really, really hot today, and there it's cooled off quite a bit. A lot of crew chiefs I'm talking to down here say their cars tight right in the middle of the corner. That means it does not want to turn back left the way they want it to, and they can make air pressure adjustments on the tires on the first stop. So I think a lot of them now are just trying to ride out this first wave of racing, and then they'll make adjustments on the first stop. Seventh position has changed hands. Bill Elliott made the move under Joe Nemechek off turn number four. Now Nemechek may lose eighth to Dale Jarrett. Jarrett working the groove down on the inside of him, trying to grab the spot. Coming off turn two, the drag race is on. Jarrett's got her roll near the back straightaway. Now falling in behind him, Rusty Wallace, who also try to complete the pass by Joe Nemechek. Dale Jarrett told me today, he said, I'm just glad to get back to normal after having a hectic week at Darlington running for the Winston Million down there. He said, we need to get back down to some good, solid, basic racing and try to pick up some Winston Cup points and get back in this championship battle. He's having a good run here at Richmond tonight. That uh, tussle we talked about from 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th on back is still a good one over in turn 3. Rusty Wallace now diving down to the inside of Joe Nemechek. They'll race side-by-side side with Ernie Irvin behind him looking for a lane to open up. Terry Labonte has just picked up the 14th position from Kyle Petty. So 10 positions in the first 27 laps for Terry as he tries to work his way to the front. Dale Earnhardt started right with Terry back there in that same row of the race. Earnhardt, though, still mired back in the 19th position. So really hasn't made the same kind of forward progress toward the front of the field that Terry has. Four cars now at the head of the pack. A long breakaway, almost a full half a lap now between the front four and this group racing from seventh on back, but still Bill Elliott, Dale Jarrett, Rusty Wallace. That's where the hot spot is. Still battling among themselves, working up off turn number two and hitting us back straight away. Elliott shows the way this time, and no one will challenge for position in that pack. Further back, we are seeing Dale Earnhardt starting to put some pressure on Bobby Hamilton. Entering turn three, Earnhardt is there on the inside lane, challenging Hamilton for the spot. Dale sticks a car down to the bottom the racetrack and it's a horsepower battle now down the front straightaway off into turn number one but Earnhardt having the bottom groove down there will probably come away with that position before they get out of turn two and that's exactly what he's going to do. Here's the leader Jeff Gordon off turn number four and he is within about a couple of seconds of catching the tail end of the field. The first car he'll encounter will be Bobby Hillen. Here comes the race leader, Jeff Gordon, working off turn number two, heading down the back straightaway, about a half the distance of this back stretch before he catches up with Bobby Hillen, the last car on the lead lap. Mark Martin has fallen back behind him by a second, about a half second back to uh, Jeff 
Burton and Ward Burton right behind him in fourth. Still that race for seventh, the good one. Dale Jarrett has looked underneath Bill Elliott a couple of times, not been able to make the move. Elliott slides wide again in the middle of three and four. Here comes Jarrett down to the bottom side on the front stretch. Pulls up alongside, and the two Thunderbirds will drag race now off into turns one and two. Racing for the seventh spot. Dale Jarrett on the inside groove, a nose out in front. Elliott strong on the outside lane. He'll pull even. The fans on their feet here on the back straightaway watching this battle of Fords. Back to turn three. Advantage Elliott, but Jarrett's still there. Dale Jarrett at the bottom of the racetrack on the outside is Bill Elliott. Elliott's been very impressive in the last two or three weeks after having the, the problem out at Talladega. Right now, he's on the comeback, kind of mending from the injuries out there, but he's looked awfully strong in the last couple of weeks. They're getting things turned around. That race is still a good one out of turn two. But now Dale Jarrett will swing by and pick off the seventh position. Elliott falls in line at eight, and now here comes Rusty Wallace going for that spot. Rusty will try and dive to the inside of Bill off of turn number four in ninth, and Ernie Irvin tenth. All of this going on a good distance behind race leader Jeff Gordon with Mark Martin, Jeff Burton, and Ward Burton making up the first four-car breakaway at lap 33. After racing side-by-side for two laps around the racetrack, Rusty Wallace finally took the eighth spot away from Bill Elliott. Now Ernie Irvin and Bill Elliott are going at it for ninth and tenth. All this going on, a half a lap behind race leader Jeff Gordon at lap 36 of 400. From the Richmond International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Back at Richmond, we're under caution for the first time in the Miller 400 for a two-car crash in turn two. John Andretti and Jeremy Mayfield racing along side-by-side. Actually, John Andretti and Chad Little racing side-by-side. One got run up the banking. That was Chad Little. Good bit of damage to the rear of his car. Both able to refire their machines and drive away. Now here comes a whole field down on the pit road. Jeff Gordon leads him down as he makes his stop. He'll hit, he's pitting all the way down toward turn one. Let's go first to Winston Kelly. Well, the crew's on the middle of the pit road going to work on the right side of the car. Terry Labonte here along with Dale Earnhardt in front of him. Rick Mass, Kenny Wallace, Kyle Petty, Derek Cope. Behind him, Michael Waltrip in for service along with Dick Trickle, the badly damaged car of Chad Little pulling behind the wall. Brent Bodine is here. Ricky Craven, all the cars getting four tires and gasoline. Terry Labonte, the first out, now to Jim Phillips. Jeff Gordon is in. Bobby Labonte, Ward Burton, Joe Nemechek, Bill Elliott. A couple of these cars had to back up to get out Elliott, one of those. And so did Rusty Wallace. Ted Buspring is in. Here comes Bobby Hamilton out of the pits. All these cars on this end getting four tires and gasoline. And Kenny Wallace's car is stalled out on the pit lane. John Andretti stayed on the racetrack because the pace car bypassed him before he was able to refire from the accident scene. So he has lost a lap in the crash. Dave Marcus also stayed on the racetrack for a lap. And now at lap number 40, Dave Marcus will take over the lead and gain his uh, five bonus points in the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship standing. So Marcus now the third different driver to lead, though he will probably come in the next time by and make a stop under this yellow flag. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. Live coverage of the Miller 400 NASCAR Winston Cup Series race coming your way on Motor Racing Network from the Richmond International Raceway. Glad that you're with us. We are very early on in the race. Only 40 of 400 laps complete. We're under the first caution after Chad Little and John Andretti tangled and crashed in turn number two. Mark Martin led the first lap. Jeff Gordon took over at lap two and led through the yellow flag pit stops. Dave Marcus led for one lap on the uh, caution flag by staying on the racetrack. Now that he has made his stop on this second lap of caution, Gordon goes 
goes back out in front of the race. Tonight's broadcast of the Miller 400 brought to you under exclusive radio rights by the granted by the Richmond International Raceway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use to the description and accounts of this race without the expressed written consent of NASCAR and MRN Radio is prohibited. A couple of cars on pit road in front of Mike Bagley. First of which is Wally Dallenbach making a second stop. A crew member went around to the right side of the car as if they had uh, not tightened all the lug nuts. They did change left side tires again. Also, John Andretti is in. The crew servicing his automobile. Both cars are off the pit lane. And this field being given the indication, one more lap and we'll go back to green flag racing. Off pit road quickly was Jeff Gordon, so he will be the leader. Coming out right behind him was Jeff Burton, followed by Mark Martin, who will be lining up third. Dale Jarrett should be lining up fourth, and Rusty Wallace fifth. And here's Ward Burton, who came off the pit lane in the eighth position, coming back down pit road for a second stop under this uh, yellow flag. Jim Phillips is there to look in on what's going on with the MBNA Pontiac, Jim. Well, he felt a vibration on the left front, and uh, they just wanted to check the lug nuts to make sure they were secure, and... uh, the guy went out and checked them out, and he said they were. So it, uh, we'll see what happens in this next green flag segment for Ward Burton. Long pit stop pro- also. Barney, excuse me, the, fa- the problem on uh, Kenny Wallace's car, the throttle linkage broke on that uh, fourth Thunderbird, and they're com- replacing it, and he'll be back on the racetrack. Yeah, we're about to say he's having a very long pit stop. He'll get him back out there. Face car behind the pit wall. Green flag is in the air, and Jeff Gordon takes him back to turn number one. Jeff Burton will hang right with him. The scramble's going to be on for third place. That's a good battle down to the bottom of the racetrack as they go off turn number two. Dale Jarrett there trying to get by Mark Martin coming up off the corner. Also Bobby Labonte in that tangle as they hit the back straightaway to the inside lane is Jarrett. He'll get by the Bobby Labonte car, but still has to deal with Mark Martin as he exits turn four. Labonte tried to come down and shut the inside door. Rusty Wallace stuffed the fender up alongside him, and Rusty's got Kenny Schrader looking Inside of him, three wide down to turn one. Schrader's going to give way. Racing for fifth and sixth. Ken Schrader goes all the way to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll pick up one spot anyway as they race off turn number two. Now Bobby Labonte sits directly behind Ken Schrader, and they're stacked up double wide behind him as well. And we're seeing guys get a little bit aggressive out there right now. Not so among the front three as they break away with about, uh, oh, 15 or 20 car lengths between themselves and the fourth place battle as they go back to one. Here's a race for the seventh spot now. Brothers Labonte going at it. Bobby has the position. Terry sweeps down to the inside trying to pull even with his brother. Now Terry falls back in line. Earnhardt pulls up beside him as Bobby's able to get away. So off turn number four now. Terry Labonte and Dale Earnhardt will run side by side with Earnhardt up top. Terry down the bottom. Ernie Irvin right behind them trying to see which lane's going to open up and get him on underneath the both of them perhaps. Racing for the eighth position off turn number two. Terry Labonte to the inside. Dale Earnhardt in the outside lane. And Denny on his way. They race down this back straightaway. Earnhardt swings around hard to the outside. He'll grab the spot. And now Ernie Irvin comes to the outside of Terry. Don't know what they did to Earnhardt's car, but it's working about twice as good as it did when they put him under green earlier in the evening. He's really got it hooked up right now. He's working good at the bottom of the racetrack and also in the outside groove. The leader's heading for three. Here's Jeff Gordon showing the way, trying to stretch out that lead once again as Ernie Irvin slows. There's a problem for Ernie Irvin off turn number two. He slows, drops to the inside, and everybody flashes by. Irvin running in the 10th spot at the time of his problems. Now, though, seems to be picking back up to speed, so either he had to come out of the throttle or he had to switch the ignition box. Something will follow up from the Texaco Haviland pit in a minute, but Ernie is back underway, though he's lost about 20 spots. Here's the leader now working back to turn number three, Jeff Gordon, with three car links over Jeff Burton. Mark Martin rides third. Fourth is Dale Jarrett. The race for fifth now. Rusty Wallace trying to hold off Ken Schrader. Rusty Wallace still got a good handling car. Schrader's really getting aggressive also. Let's go to the pits. And you were right about Ernie Irvin. He had to switch the ignition boxes. 
on his car, and he's back up to full song right now. Well, he looked like it just shut down coming off turn number two and stayed that way about half the length of the back straightaway. Then it came back to life, and he's running as well as anybody out there right now. Good scramble back way back about 15th position. Bobby Hamilton really getting at it with Joe Nemechek and some other cars as they come off turn number four. Derek Cope's locked up in that. That's where Ernie Irvin ended up losing a lot of ground also as they go back to one. The leader's off two. Here comes Jeff Gordon racing down the back straightaway into turn number three. Looking back to about 15th or 16th. That battle continues with Bobby Hamilton occupying the inside lane trying to get by Joe Nemechek. And right behind them is where Ernie Irvin fell in line. He's looking for the right lane to make a pass as well. Ernie Irvin has fallen back now to the 20th position after having to slow down on the back straightaway to get the second ignition box kicked into gear on his Ford. 51 of 400 laps complete. The top five, Jeff Gordon, Jeff Burton, Mark Martin, Dale Jarrett, and Rusty Wallace. Terry Labonte and Dale Earnhardt been side by side for the eighth position for about five laps now. Finally, down the front stretch, Terry Labonte gets in front of Dale Earnhardt into the eighth spot. Dale back to ninth with Bill Elliott on his bumper in tenth. All of this happening behind the front five. Jeff Gordon, Jeff Burton, Mark Martin, Dale Jarrett, and Rusty Wallace at lap 55 of 400. Let's go to the garage. Catching up now with Chad Little. Chad, heavy damage to your Chevrolet. What happened out there? Well, we were um, we were really struggling with the setup right off the bat, and um, just kind of waiting to uh, for a caution so we could come in and make a big adjustment. And unfortunately, we were we were the caution, and um, I just got I got run into by the car behind me and spun around, and I was having to wait so long on the throttle that you know I just couldn't get going, and it's one of those days. That's Chad Little. Heavy damage to his machine. The crew is pushing it inside the hauler even as we speak. So under the green flag at this point, uh, lap 56 of 400 with Jeff Gordon, the race leader. Another stop for Ward Burton. Follow up there in a moment. From Richmond International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments, experience realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. At the Richmond International Raceway, Jeff Gordon has dominated the first 60 laps of the Miller 400. Unscheduled pit stop under green for Ward Burton a moment ago. Remember, he was just in for a second stop under the caution flag. Now he's been back down the pit lane again. Jim Phillips, what's the update? Well, again, he thought he had a vibration. So this time they changed all four tires, and now he says the car seems to be all right. Also, Ricky Craven was on pit road just a moment ago for an unscheduled stop. Let's go to Winston Kelly. He had a right rear tire that was cut down on the Kodiak Chevrolet. Came in and changed right side rubber, and he's back on the track after losing at least a lap. 
61 laps are on the scoreboard of the Miller 400. The leader is Jeff Gordon. Doesn't have that big of an advantage right now. Maybe three or four car lengths over Jeff Burton. It's about six or eight car lengths back to the third place car of Dale Jarrett. Same distance back to Mark Martin right now who rides fourth. Rusty Wallace has eased his way up into fifth place and from sixth position on back Joe Moore. Pretty good race there. Race for six was side by side for about three laps. Finally that's gone away. It was Terry Labonte and Ken Schrader doing battle. Finally Labonte did complete the pass to move him up to the sixth spot as the next car in line. Ken Schrader falls in just ahead of Dale Earnhardt. In seventh is Ken Schrader. Eighth is Dale Earnhardt. Bill Elliott's ninth. Bobby Labonte running tenth. Kyle Petty up in eleventh. Ted Musgrave twelfth. Michael Waltrip thirteenth. Ernie Irvin's fourteenth. Jimmy Spencer's fifteenth. Sixteenth is Sterling Marlin. Derek Cope is seventeenth. Bobby Hamilton is eighteenth and two. Here they come off turn number two down the back straight away. Battling going on in about the 18th position. Sterling Marlin there to the inside of Jimmy Spencer. He's got Derek Cope and Bobby Hamilton right behind him. That's a scramble that's going to be worth watching for a lap or two. Ernie Irvin gets away from those four cars for the moment by four or five car lengths, but Jimmy Spencer hangs on to going into the corner trying to keep Sterling Marlin back there as Sterling tries to get underneath him out of turn two. Hamilton the one trying to shake this whole battle up there as he drives down lower than anybody else does. Coming off turn two, Hamilton at the rear of that pack of those four cars. Again, Jimmy Spencer showing the way in that battle, but Sterling and Derek Cope still racing side by side. Update on Ward Burton. Lost two laps for his unscheduled green flag pit stop. Now running back in the 38th position, Kenny Wallace has lost five laps after his ignition problems when the car stalled coming off the pit lane. Kenny running 39th and also uh, not on the lead lap are Ricky Craven and John Andretti both running one lap down. Andretti after getting involved in that first spin and Craven after the unscheduled green flag stop of a moment ago. Good race now on between Bill Elliott and Dale Earnhardt as Elliott goes after Earnhardt to try and get uh, the eighth position away. Side by side off turn two is the way they race. Earnhardt trapped in the outside groove. Elliott with a favored line down to the inside but both remain dead even as they race back to turn three. Is that a good race? racetrack over the years for Bill Elliott. He's had a lot of success here, and he likes this speedway. He's got her hooked up pretty good tonight. He and Earnhardt have stayed door-to-door for the last several laps around as the fans watch them go back into turn number one, neither one giving an inch again as they go off turn two. Elliott showing us more tonight than we've seen from him practically all year. Great race going on here for that position. At the end of the back straightaway, Bill Elliott will pick off the spot. Earnhardt struggling to stay up in the outside lane alongside him. Earnhardt still has the fender alongside when they come off a four. Now at the start-finish line, Elliott will ease out in front and take that position away from Earnhardt. Farther back, Kyle Petty out in front of Bobby Labonte with Ted Musgrave closing in on his back bumper. Here they come racing off turn number two. That battle further back in the field. You've also got Bobby Labonte racing along closer to the front. Kyle Petty just ahead of him. And behind that pack is where Ernie Irvin re-emerging now as he starts working his way back to the front. He's racing alongside Michael Waltrip. Ernie Irvin down to the bottom of the racetrack. Has the preferred groove going into the corner. He should get that position away. We're looking at the leader and how close he is already closed in on the tail end of the field. He has maybe a third of a lap before he'll be catching the tail end of the field. That's just the kind of pace that Jeff Gordon is setting here tonight at the Richmond International Raceway. An interval back of seven or eight car lengths still to Jeff Burton. About an equal distance back to Dale Earnhardt, the third place car, as they go over to turn two. Seems like all night the magic number has been seven. From the seventh spot on back is where the great race has been going on, and once again, that's where we'll focus our attention. Ken Schrader in the seventh position, racing off turn number two, seeing a challenge right behind, and Bill Elliott, Dale Earnhardt, and Kyle Petty. Right now, they're all nose to tail, but that battle's due to shape up again in a moment. They will run single file, though, for the time being, off turn number four as they complete lap 71 in the Miller 400. 
Rapidly closing in on the one quarter point of the Miller 400 at the Richmond International Raceway. Right now, the front six cars have broken away and set themselves away from the field by a good bit. Bill Elliott in seventh, kind of running alone. First side by side race is Kyle Petty, who's got the horse on the move tonight. He's trying to get the spot to the inside of Ken Schrader in one. Racing for the eighth position as they race off turn two this time. Kyle Petty hooked up down to the inside lane, but Schrader just a little bit stronger using the outside lane. He'll whip around, grab the spot, and now Kyle's going to see a challenger. Irvin's on the move under him. Ernie Irvin has really been slicing up through the field. He's driving the wheels off his car in the early going here also tonight in the Miller 400. Some more good racing going on right now between Rusty Wallace and Terry Labonte. That's a dandy off turn two. Those two racing for the fifth position. First, Rusty Wallace looks to the outside. Now he falls back in line behind Terry Labonte entering turn three. Terry Labonte taking over that fifth position with the inside move on Rusty Wallace off of turn number two. 80 laps completed now and Jeff Gordon beginning to close in on the tail end of the field, but we'll fall back now and watch Ernie Irvin as he has moved around Dale Earnhardt, Bobby Labonte, and Kyle Petty. Now he begins to try and chase down Ken Schrader. Ernie up to the ninth position now after falling all the way back to the 20th spot from those ignition problems. Here he comes down the back straight away about two car lengths off the rear deck of Kenny Schrader. Might get the inside groove in a lap or so around coming off turn number four. He's not quite close enough to put a move on Schrader this time, so he'll trail him off into turn number one. Meanwhile, the leader's about to catch the tail end of the field, a big pack of traffic in turn three. Gordon's got about six cars directly ahead. He's going to have to deal with it in a few moments, and some of those cars are racing side by side. John Andretti is just ahead, making his first ride in the RCA car tonight. Then Dave Marcus and Brett Bodine side by side. You've got Lake Speed and Bobby Hillen all there. This all traffic at the tail end of the lead lap. The leader is now closing in here comes Jeff Gordon coming up off turn number two, starting to choose his lanes, figuring out which way he's going to go. About to catch this pack of traffic coming back into turn number three. And Ernie Irvin has just moved around Kenny Schrader to take over the eighth position as he continues his march to the front of the field. Follow the leader around one more time as we has caught that pack of traffic we were talking about. Let's see which way Jeff Gordon is going to go outside or inside. He's off turn two. Drops in line now behind John Andretti looking for the opportunity to see which lane he will take. First he squeezes down to the inside, sees if the opening is there. It's not. He'll go to the outside in turn three. Pretty good race for 12th and 13th spots. Michael Waltrip has the Wood Brothers car on the move tonight. He just moved around Ted Musgrave to take 13th. Now he looks to the inside of Dale Earnhardt to try and take the 12th position away. Michael having started back in 22nd. He is trying to move toward the front. Meantime, the leaders again in heavy traffic. Gordon working to the outside of a couple of those cars here coming down the back straightaway. Just ahead, he's got Brett Bodine and Dave Marcus. Those two are racing side by side. This is where it gets real ticklish at a track like Richmond going through the corners. When you've got traffic ahead and they're racing side by side for position, they can't move over, give you any room. they got to make you work for whatever you get. This time, Gordon goes around on the outside of Dave Marcus. He's pinned up in that outside groove. It has allowed some of the cars from second on back to tighten up a bit on the leader also. And Jeff Burton now closing in a bit on Jeff Gordon as Gordon tries to work around Brett Bodine. Burton is right on the bumper of Gordon's machine off turn four. Brett Bodine has gotten by Dave Marcus, but it looks like his car working well on the outside. Not sure he wants to give the inside. So here goes Jeff Burton to the inside of Dave Marcus and to the inside of Jeff Gordon for the race lead. Strong move, three wide going into turn one, and Burton will squeeze by and block Gordon behind him. Jeff Burton takes the lead, weaves his way masterfully down to the inside of the race leader. Good heads up running there for Jeff Burton to figure out which way he needed to go, and traffic was going to bottle up the leader in that outside groove. It gives him the lead as he goes back into turn number one. But Jeff Gordon isn't through now. He's trying to get up there and go back after the leader off turn two. Gordon's got to get by Brett Bodine first. That's a lap car that separates him from Jeff Burton. Off turn number two, down the back straight away. Here's Gordon up alongside Brett Bodine. Can't quite clear him yet. That's allowing Burton 
to sprint out in front by a couple of car links. Dale Jarrett is now pinned in behind. Dave Marcus and Brett Bodine still racing pretty much side by side. Now Marcus dives for the bottom, gives Jarrett room. He will in turn go by the outside of Marcus, the inside of Brett Bodine, and stay right on Jeff Gordon's bumper. Jarrett may have an idea of going after the second spot here as they race off turn number two. Looks to the inside just momentarily. Now he'll fall back in line behind Jeff Gordon, the second place car. So the leader, Jeff Burton, has cleared most of the traffic for the moment. The next car he'll catch will be Lake Speed and Bobby Hillen as he works back into turn number one. Once he gets around those, there's a pack of about seven or eight cars he'll encounter in the middle of the backstretch. Burton's got a little bit of a cushion, though, about five car lengths over the second-place machine as he closes in on some of that slower traffic. Here he comes to the end of the back straightaway. Meanwhile, Gordon, pretty busy, looking back, seeing Dale Jarrett all over his rear deck. Jeff Burton is now the fourth different driver to lead the Miller 400. We've completed 90 of 400 laps. Jeff Burton has his board out in front of the Miller 400 as we come back to the Richmond International Raceway, closing in on another pack of traffic now. He used the pack of traffic to get around Jeff Gordon for the lead back at lap 86 and 87. And now Burton will have to try and lead the way through another group of cars in a short while. That group of cars, Barney, we were talking among ourselves during the commercial, about uh, eight or ten of them racing in a couple of packs. They are having a pretty good entertaining race for position among themselves. Yeah, about 18th or 19th position back there, Ricky Rudd and Jimmy Spencer really been going at it. Rick Mast is caught up in that also, and that's in front of Joe Moore. Also, you got Wally Dolan back in that mix. Robert Presley is there. Kenny Wallace all racing among themselves as race leader Jeff Burton starts to close in on them. Among the top ten, pretty good side-by-side race for several laps going on for the uh, positions at the end of the top ten. Ken Schrader trying to uh, hang on to his spot with Kyle Petty, Bobby Labonte, and Michael Waltrip all right behind. They work their way off of turn number four. For now, it is Schrader and Kyle Petty single file, and Michael Waltrip up to the outside side of Bobby Labonte. Again, this going on back for about the 10th, uh, 11th, and 12th positions as they exit turn two. Bobby Labonte working that inside groove. He'll follow the tire tracks of Kyle Petty, who was also trying to make a move. Kyle trying to get by Ken Schrader, while Bobby was trying to get by Mike Walter. Neither one successful. He'll fall back into single-file formation. Picking up the leader right now. He's just heading off into turn number one, and Jeff Burton is within a couple of seconds of catching that big pack of traffic we talked about just a moment ago. Burton working down on the inside, trying to pick up some steam here, coming down the back straightaway to work by that slower traffic. He's already gone by Bobby Hillen, and he's got about a dozen cars directly ahead. Rusty Wallace has picked up the fifth position from Mark Martin. He made the move around now, going off of the turns one and two, so Rusty up into fifth. Mark back to the sixth position, and now they work their way in also some lap traffic in one and two. Those cars squeezing down on the inside lane as they flash up off turn number two, closer to the front. Finally, Jeff Gordon cleared himself with the Bobby Hillen car, but in the process Dale Jarrett is tightened up on him. Dale Jarrett's been within a couple of car lengths of Jeff Gordon for the last seven or eight laps around. The interesting thing is right now for leader Jeff Burton, nobody's been able to chase him down. In fact, Gordon, once he got clear of that traffic, if anything, has lost maybe a car length or two. He's heading for three. Burton had stretched out his lead to about five, maybe six car lengths before they worked their way through all that traffic. And you're right, Barney, even though they've worked through the traffic, Gordon has not been able to take advantage. He's still about seven car lengths behind the race leader. Just gone past the one-quarter point of the race. Why don't we set the entire field for you, let you know where your favorite's running. The leader is Jeff Burton with Jeff Gordon second, Dale Jarrett third, Terry Labonte fourth, and Rusty Wallace fifth. Mark Martin is sixth. 
Bernie Irvin's back up to seventh. Eighth is Bill Elliott. Ken Schrader's ninth. Michael Waltrip is tenth. Eleventh is Kyle Petty. Bobby Labonte is twelfth. Ted Musgrave, thirteenth. Dale Earnhardt in fourteenth. And Sterling Marlin is fifteenth. Sixteenth is Bobby Hamilton. Seventeenth position is uh, Derek Culp. Eighteenth is Johnny Benson. Jeff Bodine is nineteenth. Ricky Rudd is twentieth. Twenty-first is Rick Mass. Todd Bodine, twenty-second. Twenty-third is Morgan Shepard. Darrell Waltrip, twenty-fourth. And Jimmy Spencer, twenty-fifth. Twenty-sixth is Dick Trickle. Twenty-seventh, Robert Presley. Twenty-eighth, Joe Nemechek. The uh, car of Jeremy Mayfield is 29th, and Hutch Strickland runs 30th. 31st is Bobby Hillen, 32nd, Lake Speed. Dave Marcus is 33rd. 34th is Brett Bodine, Ricky Craven, 35th. Wally Dallenbach is 36th. 37th is uh, Jeremy Mayfield, excuse me, is uh, John Andretti. Going to do that at least five times tonight. Uh, 38th is Ward Burton. Kenny Wallace is 39th. Chad Little is in the garage and out of the race in 40th. That is the full field rundown at lap 104 of 400. Now the leader has caught the traffic we talked about. He will work his way up to Hut Strickland, the first car he encounters down in turn number one, dives down to the inside of him. But once he gets around there, he's still got a half a dozen more cars. He's got to thread his way through as he works up to you, Joe Moore. Jeff Burton, pretty busy guy right now as he works his way down to the inside of some of that traffic, getting by Hut Strickland, closing in next on Joe Nemechek, Wally Dallenbach, and quite a few others he'll encounter as he exits turn four. It's around the Hut Strickland machine and puts the 30th place car now one lap down. The man on the move here is Ernie Irvin, definitely. Ernie fell from 10th position back to 20th after the ignition box quit on his car off turn two, had to slow down and switch to the backup system. Now he has worked his way back up to the seventh position, and he is closing very rapidly on Mark Martin in sixth, Barney. So Ernie has a very, very strong car, and he was very fortunate that he was able to make that quick switch and not uh, get in any trouble. Yeah, he could have lost a lot of time over there had he not immediately flipped that switch and had the car kick back in. If the engine had shut down and stayed that way any length of time, he could have even lost a lap. But he works traffic real good. We've watched him over the years on the super speedways and the intermediate tracks and everywhere else. He is probably at his best, Joe Moore, when he has to work traffic sometimes two and three wide. Yeah, he's made some masterful moves already this evening, kind of swinging down to the inside. A couple times he'll uh, he'll do the old trick of faking a guy out, going down to the inside. The driver in front will check his rearview mirror, see him coming, and therefore try to block it. And Irvin swings to the outside and makes the move. He's got to chop his way through this traffic a few times using that method already. For now, looks like he's just trying to cool his heels and not use those tires up as he falls in line behind Mark Martin and a couple of lap cars also in that back. See who else is on the move is Terry Labonte. He is closed right up on the back bumper now of the third place car Dale Jarrett, who after starting in 24th position, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series leader at this point has worked his way into the fourth spot and he is closing on third and second at lap 109. Fifth, sixth, and seventh spots have been exchanged in the Miller 400. The man on the move leading that charge was Mark Martin. He opened the inside door on Rusty Wallace, took fifth away. Ernie Irvin went with him to get sixth. And Rusty has been drop kicked back to seventh and now has Bill Elliott on his back bumper. All this happening a good ways behind race leader Jeff Burton. Burton now has himself about a one-second lead on Jeff Gordon, Dale Jarrett, and uh, the Terry Labonte car. And now Jarrett's going to go after second on Gordon. Jarrett just dove down to the inside of Gordon as they raced off into turn one, and he is there, stuck to the inside groove, racing off turn two at the end of the back straightaway. That drag race continues with Jarrett now nosing out in front of Gordon. Dale's been able to hang his car to the bottom of the racetrack and make it stick down there. Gordon not about to give up any more real estate than he has to. He stays with him. He's on the outside groove. Not the place to be as they go into the corner, and Dale Jarrett will clear him off turn two. Jarrett leaves that lane open down to the inside, though, and here comes Terry Labonte. He'll try to follow that lane and make the pass as well. Labonte and teammates Jeff Gordon 
drag racing down the back straight away. Terry's going to win that race. Terry will take over the third spot. Jeff Gordon will slip back to the fourth position. He's got a second and a half on Ernie Urban, who has moved around Mark Martin to take over fifth. All this going on while Jeff Burton is out in front of the Miller 400. Should be coming up on a series of pit stops here shortly. Everybody was in at uh, lap 39. Jim Phillips, now uh, we've run, let's see, some 70, uh, 75 laps uh, plus since that point. How long can these guys go before they'll have to come down for some Unical fuel? Well, the guys I talked to before the race said the tires will go 100 laps, Alan. I think that's the key. Everybody I talked to, except just a moment ago, Lake Speed pitted. It was just ill handling for him. Same for Joe Nemechek. They put on four new tires on Nemechek's car and took out three rounds of wedge on the right side. So most of these guys can go at least 100 on the tires. Also, Jeremy Mayfield made a pit stop just a moment ago. He has gone back onto the racetrack, so we should see some pit stops coming up here before too long. 116 laps are on the scoreboard here at the Richmond International Raceway, watching a packed house, watching the Miller 400 here tonight. Right now, as they swing around here, great run for Jeff Burton. You kind of really, he's had some good runs here. He's a racer. You've talked to him, and I have. And if there's anybody out there that wants to be a successful racer, it is Jeff Burton. And he has an awful lot of confidence at this racetrack. Barney feels like this is one of his better speedways. He and the team have a good setup here at Richmond. It feels like he can get the job done here, if anywhere. It would be nice to see a new face in victory lane if uh, we could at the end of the evening. Well, there's a good possibility of it. Richmond uh, certainly is favorable to some of the guys that have been running up front and had good runs, just haven't had good luck to go to victory lane. 119 laps now go up on the scoreboard, watching Jeff Burton try to get underneath Jimmy Spencer and put him a lap down as they go into turn number one. And Spencer's not one you put away real easy to put a lap down. Let's follow that off turn two. Jeff having a hard time getting by Jimmy Spencer, and all the while he looks back and sees that he's got another problem right behind him after Dale Jarrett got by Jeff Gordon. Now Jarrett's right up on the rear deck of Burton, challenging for the lead. Right on his back bumper as they come off four, though Jarrett's car breaks loose this time by, has to ease off the throttle just for a split second and gather it up so he lost the car length or so to Jeff Gordon. Brett Bodine and Robert Presley in for green flag pit stops. While we continue under the green, take a minute say hello to Gary Roberts, the vice president and chief operating officer of Permacrete Resurfacing Products, a new sponsor on Motor Racing Network. Gary, good to see you and hope you're uh, enjoying your association with NASCAR Winston Cup Racing. We certainly are. We're real proud to be an associate sponsor with uh, the Dave Marcus Prodigy Monte Carlo. And we plan on doing a lot more with NASCAR in the near future. What is permacrete for somebody who's not familiar with the product? Well, permacrete's a chemical concrete that can resurface most any surface, anything from wood, concrete, steel, uh, versatile enough to go over your pool deck, but also on the interstate, underwater, um, anything that you need it on. And uh, I know there's an 800 number that we've uh, been including in our advertisements. Folks can call if they want to find more about uh, Permacrete Out. That's right. We're looking to set up dealers all around the world. Um, so the builders, home builders, and contractors can call 1-800-GO-PERMA. And we'll be glad to set you up as a Permacrete dealer. Gary, we appreciate your participation with Motor Racing Network. And thanks for being here with us tonight at Richmond. Thank you. Gary Roberts, Vice President, Chief Operating Officer of Permacrete Resurfacing Products. Two of those pit stops we talked about a moment ago. Brett Modine was on pit road. Robert Presley was in the pits. And two on pit road was Jimmy Spencer. Let's go down to the pits right now and cover some of those stops. Well, they're pretty much routine stops, Barney. What we're seeing is the cars, once they've gotten a lap down, they don't have a whole lot to lose to come in here and get four fresh tires. Like Jim Phillips told us, we should see cars start coming in the lead lap cars about lap 135 to lap 140 with the cars you mentioned all at least a lap down so they have nothing to lose to get some fresh tires up and try to make up some track position. And while all that
that's going on. We have a new leader. Dale Jarrett made the move on the backstretch a couple laps ago, Joe. Jarrett slapped down to the inside of Jeff Burton, but told you he's right up on his rear deck. He just waited for the opportunity, made the move, and now Burton's facing another challenge. Terry Labonte is trying to get by, challenging for the second spot. Back the front four positions are only three or four car lengths apart as they work back into turn number one. The fourth place car right now is Jeff Gordon. He's hanging in that mix also off turn two. Here they come, a four-way battle, working nose to tail practically off turn number two. Jarrett this time at the head of the pack. Burton still hanging on to the second spot. Terry Labonte behind him and Jeff Gordon starting to tighten up as well. Gordon closing in about two car lengths off Labonte's back deck, then just another three car lengths or so to Ernie Irvin, and then maybe a second back to Mark Martin, the next car in line. Those front five cars in formation with some clear track now to race in. That clear track for a little while, Alan, but once they get uh, around maybe two more laps, they are going to catch the tail end of the field yet again. Single file. They march their way back into turn number three. Dale Jarrett showing the way with now Terry Labonte tight up a bit on Jeff Burton. And everybody watching to see when and if that front pack of cars will drop off and head for pit road. Let's follow him back one more time into turn number one. Ernie Irvin closes in a little bit tighter on Jeff Gordon off turn two. Front five cars work their way nose to tail off turn number two and down this back straight away. Again, looking a little bit further back at the tail end of that front five. Ernie Irvin tightening up on Jeff Gordon a little bit. Not a whole lot, though. Mark Martin, the sixth-place car, he's separating from them by some lap traffic. Here's Terry Labonte out of the inside of Jeff Burton at the start-finish line. Going after the second spot. No contest there. Put Labonte up into the runner-up spot as they head into the corner. Labonte flashes by, picks off the second spot. Now let's see what he can do with Dale Jarrett. He's about three car lengths behind him as they race down to the end of the back straightaway. Kenny Wallace slows, drops down to the inside to make his pit stop. The leaders flash by him in turn four. And they'll put another lap on the racetrack, not showing any sign of heading to pit road this time while that tussle's going on for second place. Dale Jarrett opens up a little more running room on the second, third, fourth, and fifth place cars as Kenny Wallace brings his machine to pit road. The leader's off turn two. Jarrett still enjoying about a three, maybe four car length lead, but from second on back, they are stacked up nose to tail. Terry Labonte feeling the heat from Jeff Burton, doing all he can to try to track him down, and Jeff Gordon closing in on Burton now. Front five cars, all single file at the head of the field, tightly bunched together. Lap 130, green flag pit stops, barring a yellow flag in the next short while. We'll come up soon. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. It's O'Rewards Member Appreciation Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts, where you can earn bonus points on more than 250 offers. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store today or browse through our offers at O'ReillyAuto.com, where you can earn double points shopping online. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Green flag pit stops for the race leaders underway in the Miller 400. Dale Jarrett and uh, the car of Jeff Gordon were the first to make the break for the pit lane. Rather, Dale Jarrett and Jeff Burton. That gave the lead to Terry Labonte. Then he and Jeff Gordon came down the pit road a lap later. That gave the lead over to Ernie Irvin. He led for a lap. Then he's been on the pit lane. Now Bill Elliott is out in front. Let's cover some of the stops. Recapping first with Jim Phillips. The first two in on lap 134 with Dale Jarrett and Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon came in on 134.5. 
135 is uh, Jeff Burton on 134. Right now in the pitch, we have Bobby Hamilton and Kenny Schrader. Rusty Wallace has been in, 17.4 on the Wallace stop. Kenny Schrader has been in. We pointed out uh, the of uh, Bobby Hamilton in. All these four tires of gasoline. They're back out on the speedway, and here comes Bill Elliott down the pit lane. You're on lap 137, and right behind him is Bobby Labonte. Winston Kelly. All the cars on this end of pit road getting four tires of gasoline as well. Terry Labonte, who is the leader at the time, stopped at 19.93 seconds. Just ahead of him was Dale Earnhardt. He came in a lap later. Rick Bass has been on pit road along with Kyle Petty. Michael Walter just completed his stop along with the car of Dick Trickle. Ricky Craven back on pit road now. We covered that uh, Brett Bodine had been on pit road earlier. So all the cars getting four tires in gasoline. Let's go up to Mike Bagley. Darrell Walter has been in. Also Morgan Shepard, Hutch Strickland, Ricky Rudd, Johnny Benson, and Dave Marcus all coming in for routine service. Four tires and Unical gasoline, a minor chassis adjustment, one round of wedge into the Johnny Benson car on this end of pit road. Should be Jeff Burton now who will take over the lead after the cycle of green flag pit stops. So put Jeff Burton back out in front of the Miller 400 at lap 138 now after the cycle of stops. Burton winning the race off the pit lane. Jeff Gordon is right on his bumper. Then Dale Jarrett and Terry Labonte. All those four cars all bunched tightly together. And in fact here goes Gordon wanting to look at the lead. He dives to the inside of Jeff Burton. He'll take over the top spot in one. Gordon saw the opening just dove down to the inside and flashed by to pick off the top spot yet again. Now Burton will fall back in line quickly because behind him Dale Jarrett putting pressure on and behind Jarrett, you've got the fourth place car now, Terry Labonte. Took that little move that Jeff uh, Burton put on going on to turn number one. He arced that corner just a little bit wide, took the car out, and was going to square up the corner. And when he did, when he cut to the outside, down to the inside, went Jeff Gordon, and he has grabbed the lead off turn two. Here's Jeff Gordon now falling in line behind some other traffic directly ahead. He's got the Joe Nemechek car, also Dale Earnhardt directly ahead of the race leaders. Earnhardt trying to stay on the tail end of the uh, lap if he can. Right now running in 23rd position. Jeff Gordon is about two or three car lengths behind Dale Earnhardt now. Let us check down on pit road. Well, we checked in with Kenny Wallace. Wallace has brought his car into the garage area. Kenny, your car's up on all four jack stands. What's the problem? Well, we broke the throttle early in the race. That was a bummer, and now the rear end broke, but um, that was square DTIC. I just want to thank them. The car was really fast, but, um, you know, we'll just have to go next week. We'll be out. That's Kenny Wallace. He sits and watches the crew work on his car. Heavy traffic for the leader off turn two. Here is Jeff Gordon trying to weave his way through some of this heavy traffic. And, of course, the heaviest directly ahead is Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt doing all he can to stay on the lead lap. Bill Elliott has just come down the pit lane for a second time under the green. So a problem for the McDonald's car will take Elliott off the lead lap as the field zips by him into one. Earnhardt drops down on the inside of Robert Presley. Those two race side by side just ahead of Jeff Gordon. All the while, Jeff Burton now with the opportunity to tighten up a little bit in this battle for the lead. Here's Gordon diving to the inside of Robert Presley, but in turn four, he'll fall back in line behind him. Jeff Gordon got a good handling race car for a driver who has no more years experience than Jeff Gordon does. He makes remarkably good decisions in what his car can do. Never puts it in a position to really get it wrinkled up or whatever. Shows a great amount of patience. Most drivers that come along that are in the kind of equipment he's in are going to show you how good they are every week. But he has adapted well to what it takes to win races, and he's had a great season this year. Here he comes off turn number four, closing in on Dale Earnhardt. Don't you know Earnhardt's got to be a little bit frustrated right now? Yeah, especially after the run he's had the last several weeks. Things just haven't gone that well for Earnhardt. In fact, the last eight races, 
He has not had a top five finish. That's rare for Dale. Really is, and they, he had hoped to come in here. In fact, last week at Darlington, he told me down there, he said, I think we're ready to start a streak back again and at least get some top three finishes. He felt real good coming in here. I think you talked with him a little bit on Friday, probably in the best mood we've seen him in a long, long time. But tonight, that car just not getting it done for him. But they've still got plenty of time. 147 laps are completed of the 400. And if any crew down there can make the adjustments they need to get him back in this thing, they can. Big thing he's got to do now is try and stay in front of Jeff Gordon. Dale right now running back in the 21st position. By the way, Bill Elliott back on the racetrack in 29th spot, though he has lost a lap to the race leader. Let's find out what happened on the McDonald's car. Well, we didn't get all the lug nuts secure on the left side, Alan, so they had to come back in. It was vibration. And they just put the, the tires on the left side, so that's what it was. Did not get all the lugs that's tight. We are looking at 148 laps complete in the Miller 400. At the Richmond International Raceway, nine-tenths of a second is Jeff Burton's lead over Jeff Gordon now at lap 177 of 400. Gordon in lap traffic with Terry Labonte rapidly closing on him. Try to see if he can tighten up and get the second position away. They work turn two. Labonte working the inside groove, trying to get by Sterling Marlin and Bobby Hill in both those cars. He'll have to deal with before he can track down Jeff Gordon. Here they come back into turn number three. All Labonte can do is just kind of hang on. He's boxed in. Terry Labonte has a good handling race car. He's another one. This is his kind of racetrack. He's kind of a little bit like Darrell Waltrip. Just uses a lot of patience. Doesn't overextend himself. When it's time to go, he gets the job done as he works his way back into turns one and two. Hard to believe that some of the better cars have already gone a lap down. Sterling Marlin just finds himself a lap down a moment ago. We talked about Dale Earnhardt getting lapped there uh, maybe 15 or 20 laps ago. He gave it everything he had to stay up there, but finally he too goes a lap down. So we're looking at what, about 100, uh, not a, we're at 178 laps. We've got 17 cars still on the lead lap. Ricky Rudd running in 17th now, trying to keep himself in front of race leader Jeff Burton, but he's only got about 10 car lengths of racetrack, that margin now, so Ricky very much would like to see a caution flag in the next several laps if he could. Off of turn number four, besides Terry Labonte closing down on Jeff Gordon for the second spot, Ernie Irvin's beginning to close in on his teammate Dale Jarrett for a position. Those cars work in that same group of traffic the leaders passed a couple of laps ago. And they're working that heavy traffic coming up off turn number two. Er uh, Sterling Marlin right uh, in front of Ernie Irvin, also the Bobby Hillen car. Those two separating him from Dale Jarrett in the fourth spot. And here comes Kenny Wallace back out of the garage after spending many, many laps behind the wall making repairs on that car. He'll go back onto the speedway, and that'll give us only one car out of the event, and that will be Chad Little. Let us check down on pit road. We're in the pits of Jeff Burton. Buddy Parrish, you got a heck of a setup tonight. I tell you what, well, all the guys, Frank Stoddard and Rambo doing the shocks, this whole team, they're involved. It's not my setup, Jeff's setup. It's a team setup. The guys work real good on this X-Side car, and I'm real proud of it. That's Buddy Parrott, crew chief for Jeff Burton. Uh, he calls it a team setup tonight. Whatever it is, it's working for Jeff Burton. Well, they, but he should be proud of those guys because they have really worked all season long to get that team turned in the right direction and find the consistency that they're certainly having, suddenly having here tonight at Richmond. Stick and set the field for you now as we close in in the halfway point of the race. It is Jeff Burton leading Jeff Gordon with Terry Labonte third, Dale Jarrett fourth, and Ernie Irvin fifth. Rusty Wallace is sixth. Seventh is Mark Martin. Bobby Labonte is eighth. The ninth is Bobby Hamilton, and Ken Schrader is tenth. And how about Johnny Benson, who started this race back in the 34th position? He's up to the 11th spot. You've got Kyle Petty in 12th, Michael Waltrip 13th. Jeff Bodine also having a good run. He started 30th. He is up to the 14th spot now 
now, and Derek Cope runs 15th. 16th is Ted Musgrave, and Ricky Rudd is 17th, the last car on the lead lap. A lap down in 18th is Sterling Marlin, 19th Dale Earnhardt, and 20th Rick Mast. 21st Todd Bodine, 22nd Darrell Waltrip, Bill Elliott, 23rd, Dick Trickle, 24th, and Jeremy Mayfield in 25th. 26th Hutt Strickland, Robert Presley, 27th. 28th is Jimmy Spencer, 29th is Ricky Craven, and Morgan Shepard is in the uh, 30th position. 31st at this point belongs to Joe Nemechek with Brett Bodine 32nd. 33rd position being held by Dave Marcus and 34th by Lake Speed. 35th to Bobby Hillen. John Andretti is 36th. Ward Burton is 37th. Wally Dallin back 38th and Kenny Wallace just back from the garage in 39th. That is the field now as they run on the racetrack as we approach the halfway point of the race. Jeremy Mayfield just on pit road a moment ago. Let's go down and get a report on that stop. Routine service. Four Goodyear Eagle tires and a round of Unical gasoline and a slight chassis adjustment for Jeremy Mayfield, one of the first cars to start green flag pit stops. And we're about 14 laps away from the halfway point in the Miller 400 here at the Richmond International Raceway. And when we get to that halfway point, the leader of the race will receive $10,000. That is the Gatorade Front Runner Award to be passed out by Gatorade, the official sports beverage of NASCAR, provided he is eligible for the award. That ten grand will go to the leader of lap 200. Right now, Jeff Burton looking good and should not have to make a pit stop before we reach that halfway point. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. The Miller 400 NASCAR Winston Cup Series race from the Richmond International Raceway. Coming your way live on Motor Racing Network tonight. Glad you've joined us. Alan Bestwick here with Barney Hall. Joe Moore's on the backstretch. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Mike Bagley in the pit and garage areas. Only one caution has slowed the event. And eight different drivers have been out in front. The dominant drivers to this point have been Jeff Gordon and Jeff Burton. Gordon leading the most laps, but Jeff Burton has been the man out front for this latest stretch of the race as we close in on the halfway point of the event. Laps away from halfway in the Miller 400. Now four laps as Jeff Burton, the race leader, streaks across the start-finish line. Scores lap number 196. He has about a 10-car length lead on Jeff Gordon now as they race in one and two. Burton has broken free of a lot of that lap traffic he was dealing with once he got by Ricky Rudd, several other cars. But now Jeff Gordon, the second-place machine, having to deal with some of that traffic. First he's got Ted Musgrave and then Rudd to deal with to catch up with the race leader. Tell you, every time Jeff Burton's been able to get in front of this field, nobody's been able to get any closer than four or five car links in front of him. He has really got it hooked up. This is kind of a situation like we saw at Darlington last week when Hutt Strickland had such a strong car all day in the race, and you can't help but pull for somebody that's never won a Winston Cup race, kind of hoping that they do well. And right now, it looks like uh, Jeff Burton, if he can keep it together, he's certainly in contention to win here tonight. But it's still, we're only, what, two laps away from the halfway point. Yeah, got a long way to go yet as we're just coming up now on the halfway point. Lap 198 on the board. We'll follow Jeff Burton around now as he tries to claim the Gatorade half, halfway money in about two more laps. Burton flashes up off turn number two, hits this back straight away. Again, looks back. He's a second ahead of Jeff Gordon, who still hasn't cleared the Ricky Rudd car. Here's Burton now falling in line behind slower traffic off turn four. The thing that's impressive about Jeff is he is able to work traffic. If he needs to go around on the outside, he's been able to do it. If he needs to go right down to the apron, the racetrack and below the yellow line to get by somebody he's been able to do that also he's closing in on the halfway money off turn two also closing in on john andretti as he streaks down this back straightaway racing back into turn number three here's burton flashing bias in turn three up into turn four jeff burton drives his ford up off the corner and down to the start finish line where doyle ford the official starter for the nascar winston cup series shows him cross flag slap 200 complete we are halfway through the miller 400 and jeff burton has claimed the ten thousand dollar gatorade front 
one runner award in tonight's race. He is out in front at the halfway point of the event. Burton now still working lap traffic as he works on the back of uh, John Andretti's machine off of turn number four. Just joining us, Andretti involved in the first caution of the night at lap 38 when Chad Little spun around. Andretti got caught up in that also, lost a lap at that point and has not been able to make it back up. Andretti running back in the field, though running for the first time tonight in the RCA car. He and Jeremy Mayfield effectively have swapped rides. That's not the way it actually came down, but effectively they've swapped rides. And Barney, I don't think necessarily a bad idea by uh, Michael Cranifus of Cranifus Haas Racing and Cale Yarborough to uh, go ahead and make the change now and get a jump on 97. Yeah, that's exactly what both teams felt like they would be able to do. Go ahead and get used to their new driver, let him get used to the team, their setups and what they needed. And uh, it's not without precedent. I think, what was it, a couple of years ago that Jeff Bodine left Bud Moore's car a little bit early in the season also and went over to a new deal. So uh, it's happened a few times, very, very rare in some instances, but it has happened before. Of course, that was when Jeff Bodine had purchased the uh, Alan Kowicki team from Allen's estate after the uh, unfortunate uh, accident that took Allen from us in the uh, 19, what was that, 1993 that uh, that happened. So Jeff leaving Bud Moore's team early in that year to go on, but not a bad idea certainly to go on and get the adaptation process started so they can hit the ground at Daytona in February running knowing what their driver likes and uh, getting a leg up in case you know i mean sometimes when you change a driver it goes as far as him wanting a, a different type of car construction the geometry of the front suspension and that kind of thing that's not something you do overnight no it's, it'll take a lot of getting used to because kale yarborough's operation a little bit different from the cranifus haas operation so i think it's a good move on both their parts for the teams to get used to each other the drivers and getting a five or six race jump on 1997 could well pan out for both teams while the field continues to circulate and uh, fairly well strung out at this point, we'll also take a minute and uh, point out to you the announcement made earlier today here at Richmond about the Buzz McCall American Equipment Racing Team. NASCAR Bush Series point leader David Green at this point. Well, they're all going Winston Cup racing as a group next season. The entire Buzz McCall team with David as its driver and Caterpillar as its sponsor will come up to the NASCAR Winston Cup level for 1997. That announcement made here this afternoon at the uh, Richmond International Raceway. That's something David Green has been wanting to do for a couple of years. I've talked to him several times, and I know you have also. And he said, ultimately, I want to get over there. He said, it's time for me to be in Winston Cup, and we wish them well. We certainly do. Uh, later on in today's broadcast, Barney and I are going to pick the winner of the Ray Bestest Break of the Race Award. Driver, we think, got the biggest break, good or bad, in tonight's Miller 400. Seeing $500 donated to a special charity on their behalf from Ray Bestis, the official brakes of NASCAR. Speaking of brakes at this point, Joe Moore seeing some glowing hubs out there, uh, particularly Todd Bodine's uh, front end. It looks like some guys beginning to work the brake pedal pretty hard. Yeah, that's uh, one of the benefits of night races. You were able to see that, whereas in the daytime you would never see that situation. We're also seeing that on Ricky Rudd's car who uh, coincidentally went down a lap for the race leader, Jeff uh, Burton, here a few moments ago. Ricky has now unlapped himself, but again, laying very heavily on those brakes as we're seeing a blow passing us here in turn three, but he has gone around the race leader. Here comes Jeff Gordon right now. He's closing in on the leader. He has made up a lot of ground the last eight or nine circuits around this racetrack, and he has caught Jeff Burton down in turn number one. Burton's boxed in behind three cars off turn two. Let's follow that around. Gordon taking a higher lane coming into the corner. 
corner. He's got Burton pinched in behind Robert Presley coming off the corner. It was a close call there for Jeff Burton. Now he squeezes down on the inside of Presley. They nearly make contact, leaning on one another just ahead of Jeff Gordon. Jeff uh, Burton does make his way, though, under Robert Presley off the corner. Now we'll set off after Michael Waltrip, who is next in line. Michael 16th in the last car on the lead lap. Just past halfway, lap 210 complete. About another 15, 20 laps. We should see pit stops by the leaders. Tonight's Miller 400 on MRN Radio is sponsored by Lowe's Home Improvement Warehouse, the official home improvement warehouse of NASCAR and the sponsor of Brett Bodine's Ford Thunderbird. By Wix Filters, the choice of Joe Gibbs Racing. Bobby Labonte can't push Wix Filters beyond their limits, so chances are you won't either. By Kellogg's Corn Flakes, the official cereal of NASCAR and sponsor of Terry Labonte. By Moog Quality Chassis Parts, the choice of every NASCAR team running. By True Value, the official hardware store of NASCAR. True Value, help is just around the corner. By Bosch, makers of Bosch Super, the premium copper core spark plug. By Texaco Haviland Formula 3 Motor Oil, controls volatility and fights vaporization. By New Holland North America, stop by your local New Holland dealership and sign up for a chance to win one of 10 trips to the 97 Daytona 500. And by Fleetwood, for the best built, best value recreational vehicles, go with a leader, go with Fleetwood. Just past the halfway point of the Miller 400 at the Richmond International Raceway, it has been the Jeff and Jeff Show to this point. We've heard a lot about the Dale and Dale Show earlier in the 1996 NASCAR Winston Cup season. Well, tonight, it has been Jeff Gordon and Jeff Burton, the two dominant drivers in this event. Jeff Burton, the latest driver to have his run out in front at uh, lap 219. Burton has been leading since lap 156 when he took the lead away from Gordon and for now has about a five-car length lead on the defending NASCAR Winston Cup champion. And as we close in on pit stops, he's still looking very strong out there. Jeff Gordon's been able to get within maybe five or six car lengths of him, Joe Moore, but he can't do any better than that. I'll tell you, he'll close in uh, sometimes when they get tied up in traffic, but then just a couple of laps later, suddenly about a five car length separation again develops. That's about what's happening now, but they aren't beginning to close in on the tail end of the field yet again. 15 cars on the lead lap now. Ricky Rudd is the last of the 15. He's about five car lengths in front of the race leader, Jeff Burton. It is Jeff Burton, Jeff Gordon, Dale Jarrett, and Terry Labonte, all spaced out about five car lengths of empty racetrack between each one of them. Then about 10 or 12 car lengths back to Ernie Irvin, the fifth-place car. Long way back, almost the distance of the backstretch to Rusty Wallace in sixth, Mark Martin in seventh, and on back through the rest of those on the lead lap, including eighth-place Bobby Labonte, ninth-place Johnny Benson, Bobby Hamilton in 10th, Kyle Petty in 11th, Derek Cope in 12th, Ken Schrader in 13th, Jeff Bodine in 14th, and Ricky Rudd in 15th. Those cars uh, all on the lead lap. And again, we expect pit stops uh, sometime in the next, uh, I'd say, 10 laps. Yeah, I think they're going to stay out there and stretch it as much as they can, maybe hope to get a caution flag to get in on pit road and make those stops. We had a few stops a little bit earlier. Brett Bodine was in at lap 210. Robert Presley was in also about that same time. Jimmy Spencer came in just a little bit earlier also. And it looked like, I think a moment ago, Michael Waltrip was on pit road. So those cars have already made a stop. And we'll see more coming up here in just a few minutes. Leaders continue to work some pretty heavy lap traffic as they zip their way around here. Just joining us, Mark Martin started on the bush pole, led the first lap. Then gave it up quickly as Jeff Gordon went around him into the lead. Led from laps 2 to 39. Then the first yellow flag and the only yellow flag of the event waved then. 
when Chad Little got turned around into the wall in turn number two. John Andretti spun with him. Andretti has continued, though he's lost a lap. Chad Little has retired for the night. Off the series of pit stops, Gordon won the race off the pit road. After Dave Marcus stayed on the racetrack and led a lap, Gordon reassumed the lead when Marcus pitted, gave up the lead from, uh, led rather, from lap 41 to lap 86 when he gave up the top spot to Jeff Burton. Burton led from laps 87 to 122, and we began a series of green flag pit stops. The lead changed hands to Dale Jarrett, Terry Labonte, Ernie Irvin, and Bill Elliott before Burton went back out in front. Then after leading two laps after we cycled through the yellow pit stops, Gordon went out in front at lap 141 to 155. Burton made a bold move on him in traffic in turn number one, three wide between a lap car and Jeff Gordon to get the top spot back away at lap 156. And that's basically where we are now at lap 226 of 400 with Jeff Burton, the race leader. This mid-race update brought to you by STP, celebrating 25 years with Richard Petty, a partnership in racing and high performance. STP, drive a better car. Darrell Waltrip making a stop, get service, set of tires, tank of fuel. He will go back onto the racetrack. And Jim Phillips, any indication when the leaders might be coming onto pit road? Not one pit board is out, Barney, so uh, it's going to be like uh, Alan said, about 10 more laps, I think, before. No, here comes Jeff Gordon as I say that. You're on lap 228, so he's the first car of the leaders to make a commitment to the pit lane. Gordon running the speed limit down the pit lane. Now the pit board goes out for Kenny Schrader. Dale Jarrett's crew is getting active down there. Gordon's crew goes to work on the right side, changing right side tires. First get it, Unibel, Gasoline is in. Here comes some other cars down the pit lane. Let's go down to Mike Bagley. Ninth place, Johnny Benson is in. The crew has already changed right side tires. Now left side tires come off. A wash of the windshield. Unical Gasoline goes in. The tires are on. Johnny's away. He almost collects Rick Mast. 18.97 seconds to stop for Johnny Benson. One of the front runners makes his break for pit road. You better follow him quickly. And here comes the race leader, Jeff Burton, off the racetrack and into the pits. This will be lap 229. It'll actually be 230 as he will score the lap with the lead on the pit road. Terry Labonte and Ernie Irvin follow him in. Let's cover Jeff Burton's stop. Here comes Burton in as Rusty Wallace is getting service right in front of him. Left side tires on the Wallace car going on. Having a long stop for Wallace this time. Ernie Irvin is in. Also, Todd Bodine is in. Rusty Wallace down. 22 seconds. Ted Musgrave is in. Here comes Bobby Labonte. Bobby Hamilton is in. Mark Martin is in right behind him. All these pit stops on lap 229. Ward Burton down the pit lane. Here's Kenny Schrader now to Winston Kelly. A long jam as they leave pit road. Terry Labonte came out just behind Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt got boxed in. Labonte eased around him. Rick Mass came in just in front of him. He got four tires and gasoline. Derek Cope on pit road. The crew working on the left side of the car. Just in front of him, Sterling Marlin on pit road getting four tires and fuel, along with Dick Trickle. He's here, just leaving pit road. The car of Ricky Craven, the Kodiak Chevrolet. Marty, you mentioned Michael Walter's stuff. That was the quickest one that we've timed on this end of pit road. 18.57 seconds for the Wood Brother team. The spot for Terry Labonte was 20.44. Jeff Gordon will take the race lead with a healthy advantage over Jeff Burton. So Gordon's crew with a whale of a pit stop has gotten him out front by a bunch now. And Gordon will be out in front of the race at lap number 233. Let's go back to pit road. What happened, Alan, was Jeff Burton had a collision on the pit lane with Kenny Schrader's car. As Schrader was cutting in, he hit Schrader with the rear end. I don't know how much damage it done to his car, but there was a collision between those two cars. Ricky Rudd was in just a moment ago. Also, Sterling Marlin brought his car onto pit road, and for the most part, I believe just about everybody out there now has pitted 
and made a stop. And these would be scheduled stops for everybody in the field. So why don't we reset the front of the field for you now? It is Jeff Gordon, the race leader. Running in second is Jeff Burton. Holding down the third position would be Terry Labonte with uh, De Ernie Irvin, rather, fourth. Let, let's back up. I put Jeff uh, Burton in there twice. It is Jeff Gordon, the race leader. Here he comes off of turn number four. Looking back, the uh, second-place car would be Terry Labonte. Third will be Ernie Irvin. Jeff Burton will be fourth, and Dale Jarrett will be fifth. There we've got it straight at lap 233 of 400. Ernie Irvin is closing on race leader Jeff Gordon. It was 3.2 seconds several laps ago. Gordon's advantage. Now it is down to 1.3 seconds. So Ernie has cut nearly two seconds off the advantage Jeff Gordon has. I will speculate, Barney. Well, I don't have to speculate. I know because I've watched it. It's a lot of traffic that Gordon had to deal with that now Irvin is having to fight his way through. And he's working his way down to the bottom of the racetrack this time as he goes off into turn number one. Now he's going to have to go around on the outside to get the next car, but he's able to do that. And Joe Moore, the way he's slicing through there, about another the 10 laps he may be right on the leader's bumper yeah, he's really chopping his way through got by dave marcus falls in behind the robert presley car and there's only one other car other than presley separating him from jeff gordon well, we set the field for you now at lap 279 of 400 it is gordon leading irvin second jeff burton third dale jarrett fourth and terry labonte fifth johnny Whoa, trouble in turn two robert presley spins just ahead of the second place car presley hard into the outside retaining wall ernie irvin with a great job of getting by Caution is on the speedway. It becomes the second one of the evening, and it's going to be displayed to the field at lap 279. Let's go back to Joe Moore. Robert Presley came into the corner, got up into the outside, grooved just a little bit too high. The car slipped, and he backed into the outside retaining wall. Didn't do that bad of damage to the car. He's able to refire it and continue. Tell you what this does also. It puts everybody uh, on pit lane at lap 281. I'm sure they will all come down. Now, uh, will they, anybody be able to stretch the fuel and go the distance? I don't think they could run 100. Well, could they run 120 laps on fuel, Jim? Phillips, what do you think? It's going to be close, Alan. Uh, this is a three-quarter mile racetrack. You know, usually they could uh, go almost uh, maybe 90 on a, a mile racetrack, some of them, so it's going to stretch it. I would think that they'd have to make one more stop. We'll see who gets the best gas mileage tonight. i got a feeling some of these guys could make it, and some of them will gamble, assuming this race stays green, but uh, that's a big assumption right now, the way they're beginning to kind of get a little physical out there. Here come the leaders on the pit road. Jeff Gordon brings them down. Dale Earnhardt's in. Ernie Irvin is in. Jim Phillips. Jeff Gordon comes into a good smooth stop. Uh, don't see any chassis adjustments going to happen on his Chevrolet. Right side tires are going on. Right behind him is Dale Jarrett. Then Rusty Rollis wheels in. Bobby Labonte is in. Here comes uh, Bobby Hamilton down the pit lane. Further on down the pit lane, Ernie Irvin's getting service along with Mark Martin. Now down to Winston Kelly. Terry Labonte just about got boxed in behind Dale Earnhardt's car, but he got around it. Jeff Burton now leaves just behind Johnny Benson, and Labonte will follow him. Mark Martin falls in line. Then Earnhardt, Derek Cope getting service. Johnny Benson was in front of, of, of Mike Bagley. Jeff Gordon won the race off the pit lane over Ernie Irvin, Dale Jarrett, and Johnny Benson, and Jeff Burton. Dale Earnhardt pitting on that first lap of caution. That was a lap too soon. He's not on the lead lap. He will have to start at the tail end of the longest line on the restart. Now cars a lap or more down in in front of Mike Bagley. Darrell Waltrip is in. Also Morgan Shepard, Hutch Strickland, Ricky Rudd, and Jeremy Mayfield. The left side tires are on for all of these fellas. A chassis adjustment for Jeremy Mayfield. Now left side tires go on. Unical gasoline goes in. The first of these cars away. Hutch Strickland drives away. Now Jeremy Mayfield peels away. Also Morgan Shepard and Dave Marcus are away. Dale Earnhardt has been called back to pit road again, so he is making his stop right now. Just not things not going Dale's way tonight here in the Miller 400. 282 laps are complete. 
NASCAR officials going to take advantage of the second caution of the uh, Miller 400 to sweep a couple of the uh, rubber marbles, if you will, of the tires as the cars wear them out during the course of a, a run off the racetrack. They have sent three great big huge uh, street sweepers onto the speedway to try and sweep up some of those marbles on the higher side of the racetrack, so we'll run a couple more laps under the yellow flag. Lap 284, complete of 400. Off the pit lane, it is Jeff Gordon, Ernie Irvin, Dale Jarrett, Johnny Benson, and Jeff Burton, the top five. The rest of the top ten are Terry Labonte, Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin, Bobby Labonte, Bobby Hamilton, and Derek Culp is 11th in the final car on the lead lap. From the Richmond International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Back at Richmond under the second caution of the Miller 400 after Robert Presley spun in turn two. Robert has continued on away and at this point shows uh, running a little bit far back in the field. Uh, he is two laps down to the race leader in 26th position. The NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series racing tomorrow at the New Hampshire International Speedway. Live coverage of the Pennzoil 200 can be heard at 2.45 Eastern Time on TBN Radio, a division of the Motor Racing Network. MRN Radio will have NASCAR racing for you tomorrow afternoon from here in Richmond. More on that in a moment. First, let's follow up on that question I posed a couple of moments ago about fuel mileage, and if this race goes green to the end, will everybody be able to make it without stopping again? Jim Phillips is in the leader's pit. Ray Everham, the question is, can you make it on fuel, and will the tires last? Well, we can make it on fuel. Uh, we're wearing our tires out pretty good. Uh, fuel won't be a problem. You know, the 28 car's pretty fast. Uh, 88, 5, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see. I hope it don't come down to fuel. Our car's a little bit faster on new tires, so we kind of need a 30 or 40 lap shootout. That's Ray Evan, crew chief for Jeff Gordon. That may be the case also with just about everybody out there. Fuel probably shouldn't be that big a question. It is a matter of how good the tires will hold up for them. Yeah, that could be interesting. We'll have 112, maybe 110 laps to sprint to the finish, and guys have been stopping about uh, every 100 laps, so I, I guess it's uh, maybe not as uh, big an issue as, as perhaps uh, it initially might have been, but still, they'll be skating around there pretty good toward the end of the race. Yeah, if they have to go under green and stretch it all the way, they sure will. Dale Earnhardt has been in and out of the pits, as we said earlier. It's not been his night at all. Let's see if we can get a report down there. Well, he's been in and out uh, several times, Barney, as you said. They had the string out. They're going to bring him back in again, so we'll kind of ease out of the way. They've had the string out on both sides of the car to check the toe in. We talked to Danny Lawrence, one of the crew members. He said that Earnhardt got in into one of the other cars or one of the other cars got in him early in the race and the toe end's been messed up on the car all night long. That's what's caused their handling problems. So they think they've got it corrected. They are bringing him down pit road one more time to do a final check on this Chevrolet to see if they've got the toe end back like they wanted. Unfortunately, he's back in 30th position, two laps down. Tomorrow, here at Richmond International Raceway, the NASCAR Bush Series will run the Autolite 250 that was postponed from Friday night by the after effects of Hurricane Fran. If you are one of the uh, 91,000 or so gathered in the crowd tonight, come on out. Join us tomorrow afternoon. Michael Waltrip and Bobby Labonte starting on the front row for the Autolite 250. Motor Racing Network will be here, and wherever you may be around the United States, we'll have our live broadcast tomorrow at 1245 Eastern Time. But tickets do remain available for the Autolite 250 tomorrow afternoon. Weather forecast is great. Hope you'll come and see what should be a very exciting NASCAR Bush Series race here in Richmond tomorrow afternoon. 
Then we will pack our microphones and head off to the Monster Mile in Dover, Delaware for a big weekend of NASCAR racing. Coverage from Dover begins on Friday with Bush Pole qualifying on MRN Radio beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Friday night, Permacreed presents a special edition of NASCAR Live from Dover Downs International Speedway. 7 o'clock Eastern from the Monster Mile. We'll have the Bush Series Championship contenders David Green and Randy LaJoy. Terry Labonte will be with us as well as other NASCAR Winston Cup stars. Hope that you will tune in. One week from today, we'll have the MBNA 200 for the NASCAR Bush Series at 1 p.m. Eastern and one week from tomorrow, the MBNA 500 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series 12 noon Eastern. That is the broadcast schedule for next weekend from Dover. Then we move on to the Martinsville Speedway on September 22nd, a Sunday for the Haynes 500. Look forward to being there for some good NASCAR short track racing there at the Martinsville Speedway. And we'll have coverage of the Tyson Holly Farms 400 from North Wilkesboro Speedway on Sunday, September 29th. And we look forward to bringing that event to you here live on Motor Racing Network. So that is what is upcoming on the NASCAR Winston Cup circuit and on our broadcast schedule for the next uh, month or so. Some great racing coming up as the season kind of winds down here very shortly. Pace car about to get behind the pit wall and cut them loose one more time here at Richmond in the Miller 400. Jeff Gordon is the leader. Lining up right behind him is Ernie Irvin and Dale Jarrett. Green flag goes in the air and they race off to turn number one. First lap car now to the inside will be Michael Waltrip and the leaders having a little trouble with Michael as he tries to get underneath him going off turn two. Michael working hard trying to get back on the tail end of the lead lap but he will not be successful. Gordon swings around to the outside. He'll bypass Michael Waltrip. Then you got Ernie Irvin next in line. He's running second. Now he'll have to deal with Waltrip's car in turn four. Michael Waltrip is the 12th place car, so he was trying to get back around and in contention for the race win for now, though. Gordon squirts, squirts away, and Ernie Irvin tries to get around Michael Waltrip in two. Irvin takes the high groove to get by Michael Waltrip. And right behind him, Dale Jarrett, the third-place car, also using that outside lane to try to get by. Matter of fact, behind him, another of the lead lap machines, Johnny Benson, also squeezing to the outside to try to make the pass. Tell you what, if you get boxed up a little bit in traffic here at Richmond, it can cost you a lot of ground. Jeff Gordon has already gotten away from everybody by four or five car lengths over the second-place car, and the third- and fourth-place machines falling a little further behind also. Still Johnny Benson working that slower traffic, trying to get by. Meanwhile, Ernie Irvin, the second-place car, and Dale Jarrett, they both cleared the slower traffic. About five more lap cars in between uh, Johnny Benson in fourth and Terry Labonte in, and uh, Jeff Burton rather in Terry Labonte in uh, fourth, uh, excuse me, fifth and sixth position. So lots of traffic for the leaders to contend with, but for now the front four will clear all the traffic. Here's Jeff Gordon leading the way off turn two. May have a battle shaping up for the second spot among teammates. Dale Jarrett was right up on the bumper of Ernie Irvin. Now he falls back a little bit by about a car length. The leader is Jeff Gordon. He is ahead by eight or nine car lengths over Ernie Irvin. About two car lengths separate second and third third place car right now is Dale Jarrett give a call to Johnny Benson as we pointed out a couple of times having a great run here tonight they're all off turn two Johnny Benson riding on in the fourth spot now he finally has cleared all of that lap traffic to find the fifth place car though you got to look back a good ways that is Jeff Burton he's still got a couple of lap cars to deal with to catch up with the front four Jeff Burton with Terry Labonte behind him then Rusty Wallace Mark Martin Bobby Labonte and Derek Cope all of those drivers chasing the front four Jeff Gordon Ernie Irvin Dale Jarrett and Johnny Benson at lap 296 of 400. 
Back at the Richmond International Raceway, Ernie Irvin has taken the race lead away from Jeff Gordon now with 96 laps to go. Irvin and Gordon, one and two. Irvin has opened up maybe five, six car lengths of racetrack on Gordon in the couple of laps since he took the lead. The field summary now as we are just inside of 100 laps to go. Behind Irvin and Gordon, you've got Dale Jarrett in third, Johnny Benson in fourth, and Jeff Burton fifth. Terry Labonte runs sixth, Rusty Wallace seventh, Mark Martin eighth, Derek Cope is on the move, he's ninth and trying to get eighth away from Mark Martin. And you've got Bobby Labonte running in the tenth position. Bobby Hamilton is 11th, the final car on the lead lap. One lap down in 12th is Kenny Schrader. Michael Waltrip in 13th, 14th, Ted Musgrave in 15th, Kyle Petty. 16th is Ricky Rudd, Jeff Bodine, 17th, 18th is Sterling Marlin, Darrell Waltrip is 19th, and Bill Elliott is 20th, 21st is Rick Mast, and Ricky Craven is 22nd. Two laps down in 23rd is Hutt Strickland. Morgan Shepard, 24th, Robert Presley, 25th, Brett Bodine in 26th, Jimmy Spencer, 27th, Dick Trickle in 28th, Dale Earnhardt, two laps down in 29th, and Todd Bodine in 30th. Three laps down in 31st is Ward Burton, 32nd Jeremy Mayfield, Bobby Hillen in 33rd, and Lake Speed in 34th. Four laps down in 35th position is Wally Dallenbach and Dave Marcus in 36th. Five laps down in 37th is Joe Nemechek and John Andretti in 38th. Kenny Wallace is uh, some 50, let's see, 53, 59 laps down in the 39th position, and only Chad Little is in the garage area. He went out after an accident at lap number 38. Only two cautions have slowed the event, and at this point, the average speed still just uh, pretty close to the record pace anyway. 106.043 miles an hour. This mid-race update sponsored by Sports Image. NASCAR fans, new Dale Earnhardt collectible die-cast pieces are available from Sports Image. The Dale Earnhardt Signature Series from Action Racing Collectibles featuring a pit wagon bank, a dually and show car trailer, as well as an exact replica of the team's transporter. Limited edition production run makes them a true collectible, so call Sports Image today for information at 800-342-7612. Big breakaway at the front of the field for the top three cars right now as Ernie Irvin has really worked at it all night long. Finally gets himself at the front of the field. Jeff Gordon, maybe five or six car lengths behind him, about an equal distance back to Dale Jarrett. Then it's a long ways back to the fourth place car right now. Johnny Benson as they string out a bit off turn two. Back in the fifth position now, riding along is where Terry Labonte sits. Uh, Actually, Terry Labonte back at the sixth spot, trying to close in and take the fifth spot. Jeff Burton has that position now. And among the front ten or so, that's about the closest thing to a battle. Those cars working their way off of turn number four and fairly well spread out, as Joe said. For now, farther back, Rusty Wallace has Derek Cope closing in on him. Been a great run for Derek Cope. Marnie on the lead lap, started back in the 18th position. Right now, he is uh, running in the eighth spot. And I think... Um, and, and I kind of hate to phrase it this way, but I will to be frank about it. Just as importantly, we're nearing the finish, and he's still running because that has been that team's hang-up this year is getting to the finish of races. When they've been on the track, they've been running. They just haven't been around for the checkered flag enough to suit them. They've had some good solid runs. They had a chance maybe to win the race at Pocono, and they had some problems up there earlier in the season. But for the most part, that has turned into a real solid race team. They just need some good luck, as you said, to post some top five finishes. Let's go to pit road. Another one of the drivers who's just brought his car behind the pit walls, Joe Nemechek here in the garage. Joe, what's the problem? Oh, we're not really sure. Something happened either to the crankshaft or the transmission or the rear end. Something in the driveline broke just all of a sudden. That's Joe Nemechek. He brought his car into the garage under power with some aid of crew members pushing his car in. He 
started sixth to finish well down to the running order tonight when we're done. Might be the lowest attrition rate we have seen here at Richmond in a long, long time. Usually there's at least somewhere between five and seven cars that will be in the garage area before the night is over. Now, the night is not over, and neither is the race right now, So, but hopefully we'll only have a couple in there just like we have right now. 314 laps are on the scoreboard. This one's going trouble off turn number four, and Jimmy Spencer loops her around, goes all the way around to the bottom of the racetrack, gets out on the grass, keeps it in a straight line, and they're taking a look at it. Doesn't appear to put anything on the racetrack, so we're going to stay under green. Spencer took quite a ride off turn four. Car just came around on him coming up off the corner, body. That's tried to happen on him a couple times earlier tonight, and he's done a good job of kind of catching up to the back end and keeping it underneath, and this time it got away. Though Spencer continues on, he will lose another lap as race leader Ernie Irvin goes by him. Jimmy Spencer, though, back up to speed, and we stay under green. Lap 316 on the board now as Irvin leads down toward turn number one. The leaders in single file formation will look back on Derek Cope and Rusty Wallace trying to work their way around Ken Schrader's car while they race for position. They're headed now to turn one. That's the race for the seventh spot. It's been pretty good. Uh, Derek Cope's taking a couple of stabs and getting underneath Rusty Wallace. This time can't do anything because Rusty and he both are working some slower traffic. He'll swing down to the inside and get by Ken Schrader. Now they've got room to go at it. I think that's been one of the big surprises of the night is Rusty Wallace. You almost knew he was going to be up there running in the top three, and he may yet before the night is over, but for the moment, not the case. 317 laps are complete in the Miller 400. Changes for position among the lead lap cars. Terry Labonte has gotten around Jeff Burton for the fifth position, and Derek Hope has moved around Rusty Wallace and taken the seventh spot away. All this going on a good distance behind a three-car breakaway for the lead, with Ernie Irvin, Jeff Gordon, and Dale Jarrett pulling away from fourth place Johnny Benson. Lap 321 complete now out of 400, and from the Richmond International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Back at Richmond now, closing in on the finish of the Miller 400. 76 laps to go for Ernie Irvin. Out in front, took the lead away from Jeff Gordon at lap number 301. But Gordon is hanging right with him, just a car length off his back bumper. Only another five car lengths back to third place, Dale Jarrett. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. The Miller 400, live from Richmond International Raceway in Virginia on Motor Racing Network. Glad you've joined us tonight. Alan Bestwick with Barney Hall, Joe Moore on the backstretch, Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Mike Bagley. In the pit and garage areas, the first half of the race was the Jeff and Jeff show. Jeff Gordon and Jeff Burton swapping the lead back and forth. Then Gordon kind of pulled away to dominate the uh, third quarter of the event. Now it is Ernie Irvin who took over after a series of pit stops, and Irvin is out in front of Jeff Gordon. But as we say, Barney, he's not gotten away, and in fact, Gordon appears to have closed back in and may have the better handling car at this point. I think what Jeff's trying to do in case this thing stays green and they all have to stretch it out there and go the full distance on this set of tires and tank of fuel, he, he probably will be trying to get around Ernie Irvin. And it's a little bit easier to be in front and hold somebody off than it is to pass him a little bit later in the race. You heard Ray Evernham tell Jim Phillips a little bit earlier that the longer they go, the more they're going to skate around on that racetrack. He's closed in within a half a car length, but that's about as close as he can get for the moment. Dale Jarrett, too, has begun beginning to tighten it up as the front three now have only a couple of car link separation between them as they work off turn number two and very shortly they're going to catch the whole tail end of the field. Yeah, they've got clear racetrack right now and if anybody's going to try to make a move you'd think maybe they would do it now because within another maybe five laps they're going to catch a big pack of traffic at the tail end of the field. 
Others of notable mention, we talked about Derek Cope a short while ago. Bobby Hamilton is hanging in there on the lead lap. He's got the STP Pontiac in the 11th position, and he is the last car on the lead lap, though it's good ways before the leaders will catch him to put him a lap down. So Bobby having a solid run tonight. Bobby Labonte still on the lead lap in the 10th position. Haven't said a whole lot about Mark Martin or Rusty Wallace in uh, quite a long while, Barney. And you talked to a couple of moments ago about expecting, uh, all of us expecting Rusty to be a, a threat to win this race, having won this event three of the last four years. He hasn't been hurt from much tonight, and after the first couple of laps, Mark really hasn't been a factor in the race yet either, though, again, he is one of only a dozen cars, uh, 11 cars, that are still on the same lap with the leaders. Let's see if we can get an update out of Rusty's pit. Jim Phillips has been down there. Jim, what's the story? Well, I asked Robin Pimmons, and I said, what is wrong? He said two words. He said, wrong car. Brought the wrong car. They started their big string here at Richmond with midnight. And they've won races with Midnight Fighter. This is a different car, and it's not suiting Rusty here at Richmond tonight. We're also down in Mark Martin's pit with Steve Neal. How about your car, Steve? I get... How about your car? Oh, we've been... Uh, we were loose to start. The racetrack changed about 9.30, seems like, and we've gotten real tight. We're in the best shape we've been in all day right now. They're still getting out on us. We're just a little bit off on the setup. If we get a caution, we'll try to loosen them up see what we got. But those guys will get better, too. So we're a little bit off today, but we'll be fine. We'll have a good point today. Well, that's the story from Steve Leo, Mark Martin's crew chief. And again, we need to give a call to Johnny Benson. He has really hung in there, had one of the best runs that he has had. That car has been solid all night long. He didn't do it on pit work and everything else, although they've had some good stops. He's done it by just having a good handling race car out there and hanging right up there in the thick of things. Now the leader goes off turn number two, and very shortly, within a lap, he's going to be in very heavy traffic. They're over to three. Here he comes down the back, straight away about five car lengths behind a pack of probably six, maybe seven cars. Some of those racing side by side, and of course, what he's got to worry about, the fact that Jeff Gordon and Dale Jarrett are closing in on him. Hey, uh, Johnny Benson and Terry Labonte are beginning to close in on them as well. The whole front five beginning to tighten up, and now that traffic begins to present itself in front of the leader. Ernie Irvin starts selecting the lane he's going to use as he works his way off turn two, heads down the back straightaway. Dave Marcus, Todd Bodine, Lake Speed, Bobby Hillen, all directly ahead of the race leaders. And they've got 65 laps to get it all settled here in the Miller 400 as the leader bears in on the tail end of the field, going down into turn number one. That's going to let them tighten up even more on Ernie Irvin, who is a leader for the moment. Ernie catches Dave Marcus. He's going to have to go around the outside off turn two. Takes the outside lane, gets up alongside Dave Marcus. Here comes Jeff Gordon also falling in behind the tire tracks of Ernie Irvin, blazing a trail in the outside lane to pass Marcus. Irvin works his way around the outside of Marcus's Chevrolet. Now the next car is in front of him, racing side by side are Lake Speed and Bobby Hillen. Those drivers wheel to wheel in front of Irvin. Irvin starting to look to see which lane's going to open up once he comes off turn number two. Those two cars still racing side by side. Coming back to turn three. Hillen's still on the outside lane and Irvin can't go anywhere. And if this race stays green, it may come down to who has the least skating around on the racetrack as the tires wear down for the front runners. They all go back into turn number two and again they're at the tail end of the field. They're double wide ahead of the leader this time off the number two corner. Ernie Irvin has no open lane but now halfway down the back straight away finally Lake Speed slides up in front of Bobby Hillen 
and the lane opens up to the inside, so Irvin uses that lane. Gordon as well makes the pass. Hillen waves the leaders down to his inside off of turn number four. Both Irvin and Jeff Gordon go by. Dale Jarrett has fallen back a little bit. Now he's got a rear view mirror full of Johnny Benson. Johnny Benson looks to the outside of Dale Jarrett, trying to pick off that position off turn number two. Here's Benson driving his Pontiac wide to the outside, trying to get a fender up alongside Dale Jarrett in a race for third. If your car will get much of a bite up there in that outside groove, sometimes you can do some passing on the outside lane. Benson goes after Jarrett again, this time off turn number four, and looks like he may clear him before he gets to turn number one, and Jarrett comes right back at the bottom of the racetrack, not about to give up the position. What's going to make the difference here, Barney? The fact there is some slower traffic directly ahead in the form is Bobby Hillen. Benson does a great job. Slides around in front of Dale Jarrett. Chops him off as he dives down to the inside of the lap car. Johnny Benson up to the third position now and only car lengths behind Jeff Gordon in second and Ernie Irvin, the race leader, with 60 laps to go. Okay, we're talking to NASCAR driver Rusty Wallace about Bosch spark plugs. Rusty, what makes Bosch plugs so good? Tell you, tell you, tell you. I couldn't have said it better myself, pal. Only Bosch Platinum Plugs have a pure platinum center electrode that's heat-fused. So they reach their self-cleaning temperature faster for full engine power and better mileage over a longer performance life. Right there, Rusty? Ah, you bet, Kelly. Well, you heard it from the man himself. For a Bosch retailer, call 1-800-TOP-PLUG. There's no place on earth that I'd rather be than out in the open where it's all plain to see. The front five cars all close together now in the closing laps of the Miller 400. Ernie Irvin, Jeff Gordon, Johnny Benson, Dale Jarrett, and Terry Labonte all within a second of one another at lap 343. From the Richmond International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Moving into the final stages of the Miller 400 at Richmond International Raceway, and the man on the move is Johnny Benson. He took second spot a lap ago, Joe Moore, with an outside move. Working heavy traffic all the while. He went to the outside of Jeff Gordon's car, kind of nudged his way out there for a few laps, finally made the pass, got by, and he's picked up a couple of car lengths on Gordon already. Benson got a strong race car. He is only about five or six car lengths behind the leader right now, only one lap car between himself and the leader. Well, there's going to be two right now as the leader just goes around Brent Bodine to put his car between them right now, but he has closed it down to seven or eight car lengths, and Benson is moving up on the leader in a hurry in turn three. Able to close in a little bit because I'm noticing now Ernie Irvin starting to break loose a little bit. Some of the times coming off turn two, if he doesn't really have the car in the groove that he wants it to be in, it's not handling that well, while Johnny Benson seems to be able to put his Pontiac about anywhere on the racetrack, just smoothly chops his way through traffic. Off turn number two, here's Benson now going to the outside of the Brent Bodine car, and now there's no lap cars between him and Ernie Irvin, the race leader. Talked a lot about Johnny, talked a lot about Ernie Irvin and Jeff Gordon. Don't forget Terry Labonte. He moved by Dale Jarrett to take fourth a couple of laps ago. And now he is already drawn up on the back bumper of Jeff Gordon in third. So Terry, who started 24th, is back in the hunt for the win. Meanwhile, the race leader, Ernie Irvin, working heavy traffic, swinging to the outside of Dick Trickle, to the inside of Ricky Craven. He splits him right through the middle, and Benson now goes to work. The car length behind him, 
fits it to the outside of Trickle's lap car. John's going to be there this time as he drops to the outside of the racetrack, moves in on the leader. Now there's nothing between himself and the leader, but space if he can hang with him. They're off turn two. Irvin dives down to the inside of Ricky Craven's lap car. Johnny Benson right upon his bumper. Off turn number two, Benson looks to the outside, hopes the lap car will get out of the way. For the time being, he falls in line. But in turn three again, he goes wide. Here he goes up to the outside as they come off of turn number four. The lap car of Ricky Craven will be there. Benson will have to fall in line behind Ernie Irvin with 49 laps to go. Benson is there trying to get the lead away in one. Irvin dives down to the inside groove. Johnny Benson falls in line behind. Off turn two, Benson pinks to the inside. No chance now to make the move. He'll fall back in line, but he's on the bumper of Ernie Irvin. Going to have to get around him on the outside because Ernie can make that car stick at the bottom of the racetrack, and all Johnny needs is a lot of clear racetrack ahead without some traffic there to make him pinch back in. He trails him again into turn number one. This time, for the moment, he's just content to sit about a half a car length behind. Here he comes off turn number two. Benson gets a run, looks to the inside. Halfway down the back straightaway, he hasn't stepped out of line yet. They're closing in on some slower traffic. Here's Johnny again, stepping up into a higher groove. Flares out wide in turns three and four, but will not have enough running room to get around Ernie Irvin. Irvin squirts out front by a car length now as Benson wiggled just for a second off turn four. Terry Labonte and Jeff Gordon closing in on the front two now. Here they come. Four-way battle for the lead off turn number four, and for the first time in several laps, there are no lap cars in between the front four machines. Back into turn number three. Irvin looks back. Benson is there. Gordon looks back. Labonte's on his rear deck. Front four tightly together across the line. Work back into turn number one. Just looking down to the Pennzoil pit of Johnny Benson. Looked like a bunch of kangaroos down there as those guys are getting up on the pit wall to see what's going on, stretching their necks a little bit every time around. Let's follow them back over to turn three. Ernie Irvin heads down the back straight away, looks down to the inside of Ernie Irvin for the opportunity. Meanwhile, for third, a change there. Labonte drives to the inside of Gordon. Gordon tries to come back in turn four. Terry gave a little tap to the back bumper of Gordon in one and two, saying, hey, I'm here, I'm faster, I want to get around. How hard do you want to make me work for it? Terry forced his way underneath in three and took the spot. Now here goes Benson after the lead. Benson sees the opening to the inside tries to get down alongside Ernie Irvin. They're racing into turn number three. Irvin trying to slam the door, but Benson's got a fender alongside. Benson didn't lift the throttle. He stayed right in it as Ernie pinched him down to the bottom of the racetrack, made him come out of the throttle just a little bit this time off turn number four, and Johnny Benson now has to drop back in behind the leader. They're back in two. They do have some lap traffic to deal with this time as they come up off the corner. Several cars just ahead of Ernie Irvin. Irvin trying to pick his lane now to find the way to get by. For now, Benson will follow the race leader. 43 laps to go, and here comes Terry Labonte into the mix. After getting by Jeff Gordon, he is drawn to within a couple of car lengths of Johnny Benson. Now a three-way scramble for the race lead as they work lap cars in one. Ernie Irvin works down on the inside of some of that lap traffic. Right behind him, Johnny Benson looking for the opening. What he sees directly ahead is a couple more of the lap cars racing side-by-side. Darrell Walton and Sterling Marlin wheel-to-wheel as Ernie Irvin and Johnny Benson close in. While all that hard racing has been going on at the front of the field, Terry Labonte may have made the smart move just kind of riding around there not using up his race car or his tires anticipating that this race could finish under green flag conditions without another pit stop they're real tight together this time off turn two real close and no one can really go anywhere because still you've got two cars racing side by side Darrell Walter and Sterling Marlin that's about to break up as Ernie Irvin starts pushing the issue off turn four Ernie Irvin slid up
up the racetrack in turn four. Sterling Marlin was there. Urban had to check up a second, gather his car back up. Now he will sweep to the inside of Marlin at the end of the front stretch. Here is Johnny Vincent again, riding along in the second spot. As he tries to make the move on Urban, he looks back. Terry Labonte sits there in the third spot. Here's Labonte diving down to the lap car of Sterling Marlin as the front tour nose to tail. Terry not forcing the issue at all. He's just staying within striking distance of the front two. Again, Darrell Waltrip is the next car directly ahead of the leader. Let's see what's going to happen as they get down into turn number one. Waltrip pins it down to the bottom of the racetrack, and Ernie Irvin just rides behind him for the moment. Johnny Benson rides behind Ernie Irvin. Terry Labonte behind Terry Le- uh, that uh, next car in line of uh, Johnny Benson. Nose to tail into the corner, but now Terry starting to push the issue. He's diving to the inside of Benson. The front end of Benson's car had a serious wiggle as it entered turn one. Last time by, Terry almost tried to take advantage. Now again, he's right up underneath Benson as they head into the corner. Terry Labonte trying to grab that inside groove. He does have the nose of his Chevy underneath the Pontiac of Johnny Benson. This is the race for the second spot as Ernie Irvin is able to get away a little bit. Side by side for second. They're in turn three. Terry's going to give it all this time as he pins it to the bottom of the racetrack. They almost made a little contact coming through the corner. Door to door, they cross the line. That's the battle for second place. Benson on the outside. Labonte down to the inside as they work to turn two. Ernie Irvin's glad to see this going on. He's able to stretch out the biggest lead he's had in the last ten laps or so. Maybe three car lengths. Terry Labonte now. The man trying to trace down Ernie Irvin. But Johnny Benson's not through yet. He's right there on the rear deck of Labonte. Terry Labonte started 24th here at Richmond. In March of 1995, he went to victory lane. It is the farthest back any driver has started and won on this three-quarter mile configuration of this speedway. Tonight, Terry started 24th. He has worked his way into the lead earlier in the event. Now back up to the second spot. And he is on Ernie Irvin's back bumper as we work into the final 36 laps of this race. Farther back, Jeff Burton has just taken a position away from Dale Jarrett. He took the fifth spot away. Jarrett is back to sixth. And here goes Terry Labonte now trying to look inside of Ernie Irvin for the race lead in one. Labonte's got the groove he wants down on the inside. Ernie Irvin a little bit higher on the racetrack. Here they come racing off turn number two. This is for the lead. Labonte again trying to keep that nose up alongside. Irvin is still strong though, holding him off in turn three. Terry hasn't done a lot of passing on the outside here all night long. Most of the passes he has made on different cars, he's put it down to the bottom of the racetrack, and that's what he's trying to do to Irvin right now, not meaning that possibly he can't get around on the outside. Now he's got his hands full as Benson comes back on Terry Labonte off turn two. Johnny trying to squeeze down to the inside to grab that second spot as Terry Labonte goes to work on Ernie Irvin. He's got the groove down to the inside in turn four. Terry wrestles his car off the bottom side of the racetrack. Ernie Irvin tries to pinch off the line. Trouble Terry. in the back straight away. Ward Burton's car breaks loose, slams into the inside wall hard. Tremendous damage to the front of Ward Burton's car. He was all alone. The car just shot out of the groove and slammed into the inside retaining wall. Caution comes onto the speedway. The leaders kind of coming through turn three and four, racing back to the yellow flag. Here is Terry Labonte looking down to the inside of Ernie Irvin off of turn number four. Irvin will hold on to the stripe at lap 366. 34 laps to go under yellow for the third time. Will anybody come down the pit lane? We'll find out in a minute. All of the leaders are on the pit lane under this caution. Jim Phillips. And who's it going to be? Jeff Gordon is in. Rusty Wallace is in. Dale Jarrett is in. There goes Ernie Irvin out. Johnny Benson's going to beat him out. Bobby Hamilton is in. Mark Martin is in the pits. Now down to Winston Kelly. Terry Labonte, 9 to 18.69 seconds. There goes Derek Cope. It looked like Terry Labonte came out just behind Ernie Irvin, the best pit stop all night long for the Terry Labonte crew. Down to Mike Bagley. Four tires and gasoline for Johnny Benson. No chassis adjustment, and this crew is going crazy. Johnny Benson with a great pit stop. 
the race off pit road was won by Johnny Benson. He will come out as a leader. Ernie Irvin will line up right behind him, followed by Terry Labonte back in third place. Jeff Gordon's going to come back onto the racetrack in fourth, and it looks like Jeff Burton will be the fifth-place car after this round of pit stops. From the Richmond International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Back at the Richmond International Raceway, the caution in the Miller 400 at lap 367 for the third time in the race after a hard crash involving Ward Burton on the back straightaway. We go to Joe Moore. All right, Ward Burton, again, the car just uh, seemed to shoot off the groove here and slammed into the inside retaining wall, slammed head first into the wall, and luckily Ward was able to climb from the car, walk to the ambulance. He's being taken to the infield care center. They have also since hooked up his car and towed it back into the garage. And under the caution flag, Johnny Benson's crew getting him off the pit lane with the lead, came in third, came out first. Could be a tremendous advantage to them at the end of the event. Might even get uh, the crew chief, Doug Hewitt, the Western Auto Mechanic of the Race Award, to be passed out at the end of the event tonight. Top NASCAR mechanic, who was chosen by the uh, select panel, will receive $2,000 from Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR. Plus, he will get points toward the $25,000 Western Auto Mechanic of the Year Award at season end. Meantime, Ward Burton, who had to make an unscheduled pit stop earlier in the race while running in the top ten, and now his night ending up into the wall on the inside of the backstretch, might be a nominee for the Goodies Headache Award of $1,000 that the members of the media covering tonight's Miller 400 will vote on at the end of the broadcast. A thousand bucks and a sample of Goodies Headache powders and tablets to go to the winner to help try and cure their headache. Well, the field is about to get the indication. One more lap, and it will go back to green and hopefully stay that way until the checkered flag comes down. And Johnny Benson, who beat everybody off pit road, the question is now, can he hang out there? Let's go back to the pits. Larry McReynolds, uh, Ernie Irvin's crew chief. Larry, are you a sprinter tonight? Are you one of them long-distance runners? I I think so. We've been pretty good all night on short runs, even though we've been adjusting on it. But uh, just have to see what happens. 30's been good. Five's been good, 24, 88. So there's still 11 cars on lead laps, and we ain't counting nobody out. But he says we're a sprinter tonight, so we'll find out. Restart will come with 27 laps to go. It'll be Benson, Irvin, Terry Labonte, Jeff Gordon, Jeff Burton, then Dale Jarrett, Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin, Derek Cope, Bobby Hamilton, Bobby Labonte. Those are the cars now as the green flag flies. Green flag goes back in the air. Benson gets a great start. He pulls away from everybody. He's going to put some lap traffic between himself and the second and third place cars. At least he tried to in turn number one, and he had it there for a moment. Ernie Irvin just drives right around the lap traffic and goes after the leader. Irvin got pinched behind that traffic for a moment, but now just stands on the gas and makes the move by. He's a car length behind Johnny Benson off turn four. Terry Labonte still hung up to the outside of Michael Waltrip's lap car. Now he will clear him off of four, and Jeff Gordon comes with him as Waltrip is racing side-by-side side with Ricky Rudd. The two lead lap cars will get around. Here's Ernie Irvin now looking down to the inside of Johnny Benson, a chance to maybe take the lead back off turn number two. Benson, though, is strong. Further back, you've got Gordon going after Terry Labonte. The race for third is side-by-side. Side. That's a good race off turn number four. Down to the bottom of the racetrack goes Jeff Gordon, and he makes it work. Gets around Terry Labonte to drop him back to fourth place as they work back into turn number one. Let's focus our attention on the lead again. Johnny Benson has it. Ernie Irvin would like to take it away. Irvin's all over him, looking for an opportunity. Can't make the move to the outside. Irvin drops out of line momentarily, looks to the inside, but again will follow Johnny Benson's Pontiac in third four. Working off the corner now, down to the start-finish line, 24 laps to go. 376 scored by Johnny Benson, the race leader. Ernie Irvin and Jeff Gordon hot on his tail, back to one. Irvin looking for an opening down to the inside to see if Benson will come up off the bottom groove, but he does not. So Irvin follows Benson down the back straight away. He's right on the buffer, and Gordon there making it a three-way race. 
trying to get his first win in Winston Cup racing. Johnny Benson trying to hold off two hard-charging cars right now in the form of Ernie Irvin. Irvin's got his hands full, diving down to the bottom underneath, trying to take the spot away as Jeff Gordon. And all of a sudden, he went from trying to take the lead to hanging on to second. Gordon's on a charge now off turn number two. He dives to the inside, gets up alongside Ernie Irvin. They're very close coming to turn three, nearly making contact. But Gordon looks to have the upper hand. Gordon squirts out in front off of turn number four. We'll be able to move up in front of Irvin. Now here comes Ernie, gets a run down from the top, looking inside of Gordon for the second spot, trying to force a hole in one. Irvin's going to try to do the same thing to Jeff that Jeff did to him the last time coming off turn two. Grab that inside groove and drag race down the back straight away. Let's see what shapes up. Again, down to the inside is Ernie Irvin. He's got a nose out in front of Jeff Gordon. Well, this one may get physical before it's all over. That battle for second place right now getting awfully tight down in turn number one. Down to the bottom of the racetrack is Ernie Irvin. In the high side this time is Jeff Gordon. They're off turn two. Cars pretty well evenly matched. Off turn number two. It'll be Ernie Irvin swinging by. He'll retake the second spot. But since they've been racing side by side, Benson's picked up another car length out in front. But it is just one car length that he has on Ernie Irvin now as they cross the start-finish line. 20 laps to go. Johnny Benson trying to get his first NASCAR Winston Cup Series win. He's in one. Nose to tail coming off turn number two. Hitting this back straight away. Johnny Benson looks back. Sees Ernie Irvin doing all he can to close the gap. Back in the third spot. You've got Jeff Gordon right behind him. Terry Labonte in fourth. Here's Irvin peeking underneath Johnny Benson. Irvin comes off turn number four. Points his forward down to the bottom of the racetrack. Tries to get underneath Benson and he stands on it going into turn number one. He's got the lead off turn two. Ernie Irvin just drove it in hard. He seems to be able to do that more than anyone else going into the corner. Just drives it in deep and he grabbed the spot from Johnny Benson. Benson falls back in line and tries to protect his second position. Benson's car doesn't look like it wants to turn in the middle of the corners like it has the last several laps. The car slipping up a little bit in the middle of the turns. Ernie Irvin blasts by and into the lead now with just 18 to go. Now Jeff Gordon going to try and get around Benson if he's going to have a shot at Irvin. Gordon looks for the opportunity to the outside off turn number two. That's not there. The wall comes up too quickly. He falls back in line and now Terry Labonte starting to put some pressure on his teammate Jeff Gordon. And we thought Jeff Burton might be a player in the finish of this thing also. He got a good pit stop a moment ago. Came back out running fifth and that's where he is right now as the front four pull away. Battle for second again down to the bottom of the racetrack goes Jeff Gordon underneath Benson. Gordon gets the lane down to the inside. Benson just tries his best to hang on but Gordon clears him off turn two. Halfway down the back straight away. We've got trouble in turn two. Couple of cars get together. One is Dick Trickle. He's backed into the inside retaining wall. Trickle involved after Dale Earnhardt and another car. Bill Elliott got together. Elliott looked like had to stab the brakes in traffic. Earnhardt then got into the back of Trickle when Trickle had to stab the brakes behind Elliott. It turned around the uh, Trickle car. Ricky Craven had to stop in the aftermath. The result is a caution with 16 laps to go in the race. Yellow for the fourth time now at lap 384 and again will anybody come down the pit lane with 16 laps to go well, now this is where the crew chiefs get paid the big bucks to make this kind of call do you stay out there do you come in whatever i think probably it will be determined by what maybe the front two or three cars do they come into the corner up in turn number four nope nobody's ducking out of that lead pack to get on the pit road at least this time around ernie Irvin will stay out there hang on to the lead jeff gordon sits right behind him in second so jim phillips what are they saying down there I don't think anybody's going to come in at this point, Barney. Track position and, and having to deal with the lap cars is too much with this many laps to go. So everybody's holding their position, holding their line. 
And the other uh, aspect of it was that NASCAR was telling the teams uh, who monitor NASCAR's uh, communication frequency that this was going to be a very quick caution. They made a check for debris. They gave the field the one-to-go signal when they came back to the start-finish line. And now the uh, truck that was sent out to check for debris in the aftermath of the spin is already back, headed down the pit lane. And we're going to go right back racing again with 14 laps to go. We'll get the green flag. Pace car takes them over into turn number three. Going to be an interesting shootout here in the Miller 400 at Richmond. Ernie Irvin has had the lead. He's almost uh, lost it a couple of times the last two or three laps around. Pace car behind the pit wall. First car now to the inside of the leader. A lap now will be Ricky Rudd. But Irvin comes off turn number four with a big head of steam and takes him back to turn one. Ernie Irvin swings around Ricky Rudd. Now gets Ricky in between himself and second place Jeff Gordon. Here they come flashing up off turn number two. Ernie almost scrubs the outside wall. He takes it so wide here in turn three though he'll drop back down to the inside through where he wants to be. Ricky Rudd running in 12th the first car lap down tried to get his lap back it has not worked now here comes Jeff Gordon working on Ricky Rudd to try and stay in contact with Ernie Irvin 13 laps to go. Gordon the second place car bearing down on Ricky Rudd's lapped machine off the corner but again Rudd is in between the front two cars further back you've got Johnny Benson trying to hold off Terry Labonte they're still dealing with lap traffic. 12 laps to go for leader Ernie Irvin off turn number four as he works his way back into turn number one. Now Jeff Gordon is losing a little ground to him. As they get down in the corner, he still has to get around the lap car of Ricky Rudd. They're off turn two. Ernie Irvin flashes up off turn two, hits this back straight away. The car just nailed to the racetrack. Coming back down into turn number three. Rudd behind him. Then Jeff Gordon falling back by another car length back. Great race for third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Johnny Benson there trying to race outside of the lap car of Ken Schrader. You've got uh, Terry Labonte and Jeff Jeff Burton and Dale Jarrett all tucked tightly together there. This from third on back as they're in the corner. Johnny Benson, the third-place car, having a hard time getting by some of the slower traffic. you got Ken Schrader down on the inside. And when I say slower traffic, actually I should say lap traffic because they're just as fast as Benson and Burton. Burton squeezes to the inside to pick off the spot in turn four. And that's a much better race back there right now than it is for the lead because Ernie Irvin has a lot of daylight. Biggest breathing room anybody's had in the last hour here at Richmond for the moment with a lap car of Ricky Rudd between himself and Jeff Gordon, a second place car. He's got a big cushion as they go back to three. Johnny Benson loses another pit position, maybe two more after that car of Jeff Burton got by. Dale Jarrett made the move. Terry Labonte also got by Benson as Benson seems to have lost the handle. Here comes Rusty Wallace, Bobby Hamilton, Derek Cope all on the lead lap. Going to begin to come after the uh, car of Johnny Benson. Meantime up front, Ernie Irvin in some lap traffic. Working to the inside now of the car of Rick Mast coming up off turn number two. He'll get by Mast and now for Ernie Irvin even better. He's got two lap cars between himself and Jeff Gordon. And apparently what Ray Abraham told Jim Phillips a little bit ago that their car really falls off after a long run is beginning to happen to Jeff Gordon. Now the lap cars move all the way down to the inside and let Jeff Gordon go. If he's got anything left, he's got to turn it up in a hurry right now out of turn two. He's about five car lengths behind Ernie Irvin, so now that he's cleared that lap traffic, he's really got a winder up. Here is Gordon trying to shut down the distance between himself and Ernie Irvin in turn four. Put it at about three car lengths or so, the distance from first to second as Irvin crosses the start-finish line. Seven laps to go in the Miller 400. Irvin seeking his second win of 1996. Irvin let the car come up off the bottom groove just a little bit, easing it up to get a good run down this back straightaway. Jeff Gordon kind of chopping off the corner on the inside, tracking it down, closing in by 
another car length on Irvin. And as he chops it down to just a couple of car lengths right now on Ernie Irvin, we look back at that third place battle. It's still a good one right now. Holding on to it is Jeff Burton. Right behind him rides Dale Jarrett and Terry Labonte. They're all back in turn two. Those cars stay single file from third on back as we look back up to the front of the pack. Two car lengths behind Ernie Irvin sits Jeff Gordon. He's clear of lap traffic, trying to shut it down even more in turn three. Irvin up off of turn number four, sees the signal. Five laps to go from starter Doyle Ford. Five more laps for Ernie Irvin to victory lane. Farther back, Johnny Benson going to lose his spot to Rusty Wallace while Irvin holds off Gordon for now. Irvin looks back. Gordon is within a car length coming down to the final laps. Flashing up off turn number two down the back straightaway. Gordon doesn't show anything as of yet. He'll follow the tire tracks of Irvin. Boy, the outcome of this race might have been a whole lot different had they been able to take advantage of that caution flag that came out. But as Jim Phillips said, nobody could afford to give up track position to duck on the pit road to take on new rubber. They go back into turns one and two again. Ernie Irvin hanging on to the lead this time by about a half a car length. Jeff Gordon follows the tire tracks of Ernie Irvin, wondering now if he's got what it's going to take to make the move by him. For now, no one steps out of line. It's nose to tail for the lead. Irvin's car slipped a bit wide in four, though. Gordon is right there, down across the start-finish line. Three laps to go. Is Jeff going to be able to put a move on? Right now, just feet between them in one. Gordon trying to get down to the inside of Ernie Irvin again, coming off turn number two. Irvin blocks the groove down to the inside. Right on his bumper is Jeff Gordon looking for an opportunity. Will it show up in turn three? They're still knows the tail. Ernie Irvin is like Dale Earnhardt. He can make that car awfully wide at times, and he's doing that right now. He took the high line around that time. Gordon couldn't get underneath him as he trails him back into turn number one. A couple of laps to go. They're off turn two. If Jeff Gordon can do what some of the drivers have shown us this afternoon, he maybe could make the move to the outside. Maybe he's saving that maneuver for the last lap or two. For now, he follows Ernie Irvin back to three. Here they come off turn number four again. Gordon takes a look down to the inside. The car kicks out a little bit on him. White flag just just a lap to go, about three-quarters of a lap now. And if Jeff Gordon has anything at all, now's the time to do it. They're off turn two. Ernie Irvin tried his best to keep that car nailed to the bottom of the racetrack. Jeff Gordon literally pushing him down the back straightaway. For the final time, they flash back into turn three. Irvin's in good shape ahead of Jeff Gordon. Here's Gordon right up on his bumper. Tries to drive down low off the corner. Gets a fender alongside, but it'll be Irvin by seven-eighths of a car length. And Ernie Irvin is going to win the Miller 400 at Richmond. Jeff Gordon will finish second, Jeff Burton third, Dale Jarrett fourth, and Terry Labonte fifth. What a last uh, segment of the race between Ernie Irvin, Jeff Gordon, Johnny Benson, and the rest, but it is Irvin who gets his second win of 1996 and a very happy Texaco Haviland Ford crew down on Pitt Road. Yes, they are. Congratulations, Robert Yates. Well, I, you know, I appreciate that. Uh, win this race. It's my 30th anniversary, and I just appreciate my family for hanging with me going through all this, but this is what it's about. This keeps me going. And, uh, hey, we knew that 28 guard could win some multiple races this year. I, I, you know, it just been so close so many times. But finally, good job, guys. Great. They're going to head to victory lane. Great win for Ernie Irvin tonight here at the Richmond International Raceway. We'll hear from Ernie and the other top finishers in tonight's Miller 400 as we get our post-race coverage cranked up. SCAR Today continues on MRN Radio, sponsored by Ford Trucks and your local Ford dealer. Have you driven a Ford lately? 
back at the Richmond International Raceway. Tonight's Miller 400 is over, and the winner is Ernie Irvin. Took the lead away from uh, Johnny Benson at lap 382 with 18 laps to go. Held on a final last lap charge by Jeff Gordon, and Irvin is in victory lane for the second time in 1996. We'll hear from the race winner shortly. First, though, let us hear from Jeff Gordon down at the gas pumps where he has closed on officially the NASCAR Winston Cup championship lead that Terry Labonte had down to just nine points. That's awful close, but let's talk to him first about the race. Jeff, I tell you, it was one whale of a race. The car seemed to be a little bit stronger on short runs. How about it toward the end? Well, that's why I had a smile on my face there at the end. Uh, uh, you know, when we come out on new tires, I really thought we had them. And I got by Ernie that one time, and, I, you know, I just had my sights set in the 30. Next thing I know, he motored right on back by me on the inside. So, you know, he drove a heck of a race tonight, and, uh, you know, that team's been doing a good job. I'm just really proud of this DuPont team. Uh, I tell you, this is exactly what we need, a good, strong, clean finish and, uh, you know, some points and not this roller coaster stuff we've been going through all year. Talking about points, when we came here earlier in the year, you were 43rd, now to within nine points of the lead. Well, again, i got to take my hat off to the team. Uh, they, they fought back, uh, and we fought back together. And uh, it's, it's been tough uh, getting here, but uh, it, we still got some work left to do. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's – Great racing your teammate and uh, and those other guys for a championship. We're just proud to be in this thing. And, uh, you know, at one time it didn't look like we were going to be anywhere close. And whatever happens at the end of the year, uh, I think we just ought to be real proud of the comeback we've made. Win, lose, or draw at the end of the year. This has been one whale of a comeback. Jeff Gordon comes home second. Let's go down to Mike Bagley. Well, we caught up with Jeff Burton. Jeff, we talked about three hours ago, and we had documented you finished fourth here in March. Well, buddy, you brought it up to third here in the fall. Well, that's an improvement. Uh, not a huge improvement, but an improvement. And I, I'm proud of my guys. I got to get a little better at getting the car good at the right time of the race, and that's that's just me getting some more experience in a Winston Cup car running up front. And my guys are doing me a great job. I just need to give them a little better information so that at the right time of the race we're right. It looked like that uh, the driver had his hands full, but uh, you had good uh, you had good pit work tonight. We did have good pit work. We only had we had one bad stop, and uh, as soon as we had that bad stop, we rebounded and had a great stop. So that's a, that's a sign of a good team. We're we're a brand new team, and. Uh, when you can make a mistake and then come right back and do good, I'm proud of my guys. I really am. I, I, uh, I'm as proud of this team as I've ever been of any team. We can, we can finish 20th. I'm proud of this team and I've ever been of any team. That's Jeff Burton. He finishes third here tonight at Richmond. And the race winner, Ernie Irvin, is in victory lane now where Jim Phillips is there to let us hear from him. Well, Ernie, I'll tell you, that was a heck of a drive for you. I tell you, we had a great race. and You know, I mean, we, we had a good car. We The ignition went out right off and uh, we ended up in the back and you know, we had to, you know, fight our way back, and, you know, we had a great car, and, you know, this uh, this whole win, you know, this Texaco Alvin Ford race team, and, you know, all these guys, it's Robert Yates racing. Well, you started off, you started 16th, but then you started moving up, and Larry said, we can adjust this thing out, and we're going to keep on doing it. Is that what happened? Yeah, it was. You know, we just kept adjusting a little bit at a time, and we had a great race car at the end. How about the, the race with Gordon there at the end? I tell you, it was a really good race, and, you know, we raced each other real clean, and, I mean, that's what Winston Cup racing is all about. Where did you have him? Where do you think you had him beat? Just I was in the front. So that's Ernie Irvin, winner here at Richmond. He earned that one. They didn't give it to him. He had to earn that when He worked at it yeah. all night long. Good win for him. Very it. hard fought win for Ernie. And uh, his second win of 1996, his second win here at this particular racetrack, Richmond International Raceway, and the 14th of his NASCAR Winston Cup Series career. Back to the garage in Winston Kelly. Well, Dale Jarrett had crawled out of his car and sat down against the Unical gas pumps. And uh, he wasn't feeling well throughout the race. He's gone into the Unical building getting uh, 
a little bit of cold drink, so we'll get a comment from him in just a moment. All right, why don't we slide back over to Mike Bagley. Well, we've attempted to get a word with Terry Labonte, but he's waved us off and does not wish to talk to, to the media right now. Terry, Terry Labonte is up at a closed-door meeting in his hauler. All right, well, hopefully we'll hear from both uh, Dale and Terry, if possible, by the uh, end of the evening tonight. Those drivers finishing uh, Dale Jarrett fourth and Terry Labonte fifth. Unofficially, again, by my calculation, Jeff Gordon finishing second and Terry finishing fifth. That allows Jeff to chop 15 points off what was a 24-point lead, so Terry will be up by nine points when we head to Dover Downs International Speedway next weekend. Quick reminder, this is not the end of the racing activity here in Richmond for the weekend. Tomorrow it is the Autolite 250 for the NASCAR Bush Series. If you're here with us at the racetrack tonight or somewhere within driving distance of the racetrack, should be a great event with Michael Waltrip and Bobby Labonte on the front row. MRN Radio here tomorrow live at Richmond at 1245 Eastern Time. The race starts a little bit after 1 and if you're in the area, come on out. Should be an exciting show. And again, that is tomorrow afternoon here at Richmond International Raceway. Right now, uh, Victory Lane celebrations continuing down along the pit lane. We'll take a minute and uh, tell you that members of the media covering tonight's Miller 400 have voted the Goodies Headache Award of $1,000 to Bill Elliott. Plus a $250 donation will go to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina from Goodies Headache Powders and Tablets and Bill Elliott. And uh, Barney, time now for you and I to vote the Raybestos Break of the Race Award. $500 from Raybestos to the uh, driver who got the... A good or bad break in the race, and uh, my mind kind of uh, goes along the lines of Johnny Benson for that bad break that whatever they, uh, adjustments they did or the set of tires that they put on his car into that last caution just didn't match up as well as it had earlier in the race, and he ended up fading from being in front back to uh, somewhere around 10th at the finish. Yeah, I, that would be a good move right there. You kind of hate to give it to somebody with a bad break, but I can't think of anybody that had that good a break tonight, so why don't we go in that direction with Johnny? So Johnny Benson will get the uh, Ray Bestis Break of the Race Award, $500 to be donated to charity in the name of Johnny Benson as the winner of that award here tonight. Other awards passed out in the post-race. How about Buddy Parrott getting the RCA Pitch Strategy Award of $5,000 tonight? And Larry McReynolds, the winning crew chief, the Plasticoat winning finish award of $2,000 from Plasticoat, the official spray paint of NASCAR. Let's uh, check back downstairs now with uh, Winston Kelly. Well, we're still waiting on Dale Jarrett to come out of the Unical gas station. Uh, they asked for a little bit of oxygen in there. No, no problem. Dale Jarrett is okay. He's just extremely hot, feels a little bit sick on his stomach. But we've caught up with Buddy Parrott. Buddy, congratulations. You've been named the Western Auto Mechanic of the Race. Well, I appreciate Western Auto's involvement in Winston Cup racing, and I'll take this, and uh, I'll tell you one thing. The crew we have and young guys that are working real hard, Frankie Stoddard and, and Rambo and, and all the guys that are working real hard, and Jeff, you know, they work great together, you know, putting shocks and springs on this car, and it really paid off, and we're real proud of them. Well, a team effort, but still, one gentleman has to be named the Western Auto Mechanical Race. Buddy Parrott gets it to $2,000. His name goes in the hat for the $25,000 at the end of the year. And uh, his team also cleaned up the Gatorade money for leading at halfway the $10,000 Gatorade Front Runner Awards. So a serious chunk of additional bonus cash going to Buddy Parrott, Jeff Burton, and their team tonight here at Richmond. The full field finish in a minute. Back at Richmond as we uh, continue our post-race coverage of tonight's Miller 400, we check on the Wicks Charity Challenge with Bobby Labonte racing for charity, a dollar to the United Way for each lap that he completes in the 96 season from our friends at Wicks Filters, 400 laps, all 400 of them tonight for Bobby, so 400 more bucks to the United Way from Wicks Filters, $5,529 now the total raised in the Wicks Charity Challenge for 
1996. We will have the uh, full finishing order for you coming up in uh, just a moment's time. First, though, let's uh, quickly take a break from the Richmond International Raceway. This is MRN Radio. Back at Richmond International Raceway, we never got a chance to follow up with Ward Burton, the driver involved in the caution uh, from his hard crash at lap 367. Let us go down to Mike Bagley. Well, first of all, Ward, before we ask you uh, what happened, uh, other than that shiner on your forehead, how you feeling? Uh, my head's going to be pretty sore. I have a few raccoon eyes tomorrow, but tell you, we had a pretty good call. We left lug nuts loose one time, got a couple laps down, and uh, then something broke on the back stretch. But that's been a been year all year. Uh, we'll get it turned around. That's Ward Burton uh, scurrying away as they tow his Pontiac back to the hauler. The whole front end missing on his automobile. And Ward Burton uh, having a couple of uh, bad breaks tonight, as you heard him describe there just uh, a moment ago. Looking now unofficially at the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship standings as a result of this race, Barney. It looks like Terry Labonte with the nine-point lead on Jeff Gordon we mentioned a moment ago. Dale Jarrett will be third, 86 points out. Dale Earnhardt with a tough finish tonight. He will drop 218 points down into fourth spot, and Mark Martin will remain fifth, 357 points out of the lead. Now why don't we take a look at the finish order from tonight's race. Ernie Irvin is the winner. Jeff Gordon will finish second. Jeff Burton finishes in third position. Good run for him tonight. Dale Jarrett comes home fourth. Terry Labonte will finish fifth. Rusty Wallace posts a sixth-place run. Bobby Hamilton finished seventh. Derek Cope was eighth. Mark Martin finished ninth. Johnny Benson finishes in tenth position. Bobby Labonte comes home eleventh. Ricky Rudd finished twelfth. Kenny Schrader finished thirteenth. Michael Waltrip ran fourteenth. Ted Musgrave was fifteenth. Sixteenth will go to Bill Elliott. Jeff Bodine will post a seventeenth-place finish. Kyle Petty finished 18th, and 19th is Rick Mast, and rounding out the top 20 is Dale Earnhardt. 21st will be Sterling Marlin, Darrell Waltrip will finish 22nd, Morgan Shepard 23rd, Hutch Strickland 24th, and Brett Bodine 25th. 26th will go to Robert Presley. Dick Trickle will finish in 27th with Ricky Craven 28th, Jeremy Mayfield 29th, and Jimmy Spencer 30th. Lake Speed was 31st. 32nd tonight to Bobby Hillen, 33rd to Wally Dallenbach, Dave Marcus 34th, and Todd Bodine 35th, John Andretti finished 36th, Ward Burton 37th, Kenny Wallace 38th, Joe Nibicek 39th, and Chad Little finished in 40th. Only four caution flags slowed the event, average speed 105.449 miles an hour, 15 lead changes among nine different drivers. Our race summary for tonight's Miller 400. Again, uh, we will remind you about tomorrow afternoon's NASCAR Bush Series race here at Richmond, the Autolite 250 that Motor Racing Network will be on hand to bring you live at uh, 1245 Eastern Time. Hope you come on out and be a part of the activity here at the racetrack. And a final post-race award for tonight. Members of the media covering the uh, Miller 400 have voted the Goodies Headache Award of $1,000 to Bill Elliott, plus a $250 donation to be made to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina from Goodies Headache Powders in Bill Elliott's name. Bill running on the lead lap and having a good top 10 run going when he had to make an unscheduled pit stop under green earlier in the race it dropped him down in the standings and he was never able to recover from that let's make a final uh, swing back through the garage now check in uh see if we can get a word with any of the other people we wanted to hear from in our post race start with winston kelly well uh dale jared is still in the unicalg uh, station there they're giving him some oxygen a little bit of iv we talked to todd parrott he said he is okay but just overcome with heat and has been feeling a little bit sick on his stomach. We've moved back into the garage area, and Terry Labonte is still sequestered in the Kellogg's hauler, so uh, he's not ready to come out and talk with the media at this particular point either. Well, Terry, probably a little bit upset. I understand he got boxed in on some traffic there in the final laps, but uh, we'll follow up on that a little bit at a later time. And the other driver that we were uh, hoping to get a word with is Johnny Benson. Why don't we check back downstairs? And we have Johnny Benson. Johnny, a great run for you and the crew tonight. 
Yeah, we sure did. Uh, Doug and the whole gang here did an awesome job on that Penzo Pontiac, and I thought we were maybe at that end we were going to be pretty good, but um, we were just a little too loose there at the end. Tell us about that battle with Ernie Irvin and uh, Jeff Gordon there towards the end of the race. Well, it was a pretty good battle. It just didn't last long enough. <laughs> like I said, we got loose, and uh, I told the guys, man, loosen it up on this short run. Maybe we'll be all right, and I guess I shouldn't have had that. I, I should have let them do what they wanted, and and, you know, Doug's just super to work with. And, you know, he's been giving me everything we want. And um, the crew did a great job for where we started. Uh, you know, we're, we're real happy. I mean, we made it to the front and just didn't end up there. That's Johnny Benson. He's pleased with his run here tonight at Richmond. So the Miller 400 is history tonight here in Richmond with Ernie Irvin in the books. Barney, just like we generally see here at Richmond, fairly entertaining race. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I really thought we might see a first-time winner just like uh, down at Darlington last weekend when Hut Strickland came so close. Johnny Benson had a great run here tonight. They'll, there'll be a lot of good things for that team down the road, for yeah, sure. Sure seem to be. And Benson coming home with a uh, top 10 finish here tonight after leading until uh, late in the event. A couple of quick reminders before we leave you here tonight. First of all, I want to tip our cap to uh, one of our local affiliates in this area, WHAP Radio in Hopewell, Virginia. Been an MRN affiliate for 25 years this year, and we sure do appreciate their support over the seasons. We talked about the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series racing tomorrow up at New Hampshire International Speedway. Bush Pole qualifying held today for the trucks. Mike Skinner qualifying out in front of Steve Park, Jack Sprague, Joe Bessie, and Joe Rutman. Ron Hornaday starts eighth. TBN Radio, a division of Motor Racing Network, has coverage at 2.45 Eastern time tomorrow. Earlier this weekend, the trucks raced here at Richmond. That was Thursday night, and Mike Skinner got the race win. He is our Kellogg's Best of NASCAR this weekend for his victory on Thursday night in the rain-shortened Fast Mart 200. Skinner edging Ron Hornaday, Mark Martin, Joe Rutman, and Kenny Irwin Jr. for the win. Kellogg's the Best of NASCAR this weekend, presented by Kellogg's the Best to You each morning. Also on that New Hampshire card tomorrow, the NASCAR Bush North Series and the NASCAR Featherlight Modified Tour each run a couple of 125 lap events there. The racing gets underway at New Hampshire a little bit after uh, noontime. And if you're going up that way to see the trucks, get out there plenty early. Those modified and uh, Bush North races are always some great ones out at the racetrack. And uh, upcoming events during the week, NASCAR Winston Racing Series action. The Billy Joe Presley Memorial 200 at Asheville, North Carolina Motor Speedway comes up Friday night, September the 13th, 7 o'clock Eastern time for NASCAR Late Model Stock Cars. One other post-race note, if you are a computer user, Dale Earnhardt will be uh, on the Internet with a live chat session this coming Wednesday night, September the uh, 11th, from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time, www.gmgoodwrench.com is the address to look for the Dale Earnhardt chat session. Next weekend, Motor Racing Network heads on to the Monster Mile in Dover, Delaware with Bush Pole qualifying Friday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. A special edition of NASCAR Live Friday night at 7 Eastern presented by Permacrete. And then on Saturday, the MBNA 200 for the NASCAR Bush Series at 1 Eastern. And Sunday, the MBNA 500 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series at noon Eastern Time. All of that after our coverage of the Autolite 250. You won't see it on any of your published schedules, but we will be here tomorrow to make up the race postponed from Friday night when uh, Hurricane Fran kind of came through and spoiled things around town for a little while. 12.45 Eastern Time. The broadcast tickets available here at the racetrack. Do come on out and join us. Michael Waltrip and Bobby Labonte on the front row. For the Autolite 250 and MRN Radio will be here tomorrow afternoon. I want to thank Judy Robinson and Joan Rui for their help on the scoring loop uh, this weekend and the voices you heard on our MRN radio coverage from Richmond tonight. Joe Moore on the back straightaway, Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Mike Bagley, who did a fine job in the pit and garage areas. And now for Barney Hall, I'm Alan Bestwick. It's been a long day, but we are glad to say so long from Richmond with congratulations going out to Ernie Irvin, the winner of the Miller 400. 
MRN Radio. Coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series has come to you from the Richmond International Raceway. Sponsored by Western Auto and Western Auto Parts America, the official auto parts store of NASCAR. By Unical 76, for quality gasoline, keep your eye on the ball. By Raybestos Brakes, the official brake of NASCAR. By First Brands Corporation, makers of STP Super Concentrated Fuel Injector Cleaner. By Pontiac, the official pace car of NASCAR, 25 years running. Pontiac, we are driving excitement. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. Hey, life is a sport, drink it up. By Smooth Bush Beer and Easy Drinking Bush Light. Bush, the official beer of NASCAR. By Kmart, America's Outfitters, where everything we do is built around you. By Lowe's Home Improvement Warehouse, the official home improvement warehouse of NASCAR and sponsor of Brett Bodine's Ford Thunderbird. By Kellogg's Corn Flakes, make it a great day. By Wix Filters, a critical part of the Joe Gibbs Racing Formula for Winning. By Moo Quality Jazzy Parts, the choice of every NASCAR team running. By True Value, proud to be the official hardware store of NASCAR. By Bosch, makers of Bosch Super, the premium copper core spark plug. By Texaco Haviland Formula 3 Motor Oil, controls volatility and fights vaporization. And by New Holland North America. Stop by your local New Holland dealership and sign up for a chance to win one of 10 trips to the 97 Daytona 500. The executive producer of MRN Radio is John McMullen. Marketing Greg Zarpos. Assistant General Manager Mark Williams. Affiliate Relations Cheryl Knight, Stephanie Ellis, and Lisa Carter. Engineers Harry Howard and Vince Marzello. Remote Operations David Brandt. Production Assistants Sandy Good and Gina Halgren. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of MRN Radio, a division of International Speedway Corporation. This has been MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR, and brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Join us every Thursday for more classic races from the MRN Vault.